0: This show is intended for a mature audience only. It may contain harsh language, trans facts, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many, my equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. to Emperor Highlander and Emperor's Court, It's a celebration of mediocrity.
1: All this energy comes. go $5 um, where it comes. It's such a crazy... From
2: the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the Mighty Coggle River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA, in the War Room. This is the Emperor's Court on a very special Monday night here on Versatile Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. I gotta ask, um, is this the f- when was the last time
3: that it was just you and me on the show?
2: Probably about a month and a half ago. I was gonna
3: say, it's, it's been a while yes. since we've... yeah. And you were, your we're, schedule's we're, been so whack, exactly, so whacked out. Exactly. So, you know. I just thought of that right now. Couldn't believe it.
2: Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a lot to get to tonight. This is the last show before I had for vacation. Actually, Highlander, today was my last day at work. I'm actually on vacation now for the next uh, six days. Well, congratulations. Yeah, i got to tell you, I I need this vacation the worst way, man. I am so burned out Yeah, you, on everything.
3: You look a little burned out. Cause yeah, I'm, um, I'm sure you've been running around like crazy trying to get all your work done so that... You don't have to come back to a pile when and you come that's back from part, And that's
2: part of it. Now, especially since I've been bumped up and now transferred to a different department, I want to make sure I don't have anything waiting for me. I'm the kind of guy, I'm kind of anal about that, in that I don't like having anything not done. Everything's got to be in its place, much to Mr. Mim's chagrin. She doesn't like this. Uh-huh. Everything's got its place. Everything must be done. Like you just said, I don't want anything waiting for me when I get home. Yeah. So I got that to do, and then tomorrow, actually starting tonight... Following the show, I got to start packing. I just realized I got to put myself at the top of the list here. Hang on, IRC, stand by.
3: You're not at the top of the. Oh, I see. I, I yeah, never I thought of it. that.
2: Uh, I never really. I, you know, I never really think about it. That uh, there
3: we go. There just we because
2: go. it's easier to see me at the top and says "amp" on the air sure, here, on IRC. Sure. Uh, we do have the what the Facebook. I'm sorry, the Facebook Face Off tonight. Although IRC is going to be probably probably about half the size it normally is because we're doing this on such a Oddball night. I, the last Monday night show I did was probably Monday Night Mayhem for the uh when for I was on the, the 1G Network. That was like the FFA tournaments we wow, did. Wow, that's holy It's Lord. been four or five years. I was going to say. But the thing of it was, and I was uh, and I was telling you before we went on the air, and I was telling Faryar last week is, you know, Monday was kind of an odd, because your schedule was pretty much Friday or Monday.
3: It, you know, now that I I think about it, it does seem to be, it, it seems to be like, as though I'm getting Mondays off. Um my schedule changes all the time, so right. I can't guarantee it, but it, it does seem that that's kind of just happening, just on its own or randomly, or I don't know.
2: I mean, if we had to do that, I suppose we could. I rather, I guess I would rather Friday than Monday, only oh, so yeah. maybe more people can listen. Sure, sure. But um, and I got to thinking, I'm like, you know what, I'd rather do it on a Monday, because Friday was shot for me, because I had to go to the doctors for something, and I got home. Now, bad news, by the way, that sucked. From the doctor? yeah turns out I'm going to be semi-crippled by the time I'm 40. And that's not a joke either.
3: Really? Yeah. Is it, is it that foot thing? Still? No,
2: that actually, I think the scar tissue pretty much. No, it's the wrist thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was kind of depressing. Actually, I've been fighting out depression for that all week, uh, or all weekend, I should say. So Friday was kind of out. I got home late. Saturday was shot because uh, the Princess Imperial had her last swim meet uh-huh. on Saturday morning. So Mister Kim was doing that with her. I had to work. Ah. So when I get home till four o 'clock I got home i 'm wiped out i 'm pissed off because of what happened friday i 'm tired, so I crashed so yesterday we went to we went to new mass we went to the Irish festival I was going to mm-hmm.
3: ask about it because I, I knew it was in town, and you always yes. go to
2: every one of those things yep. you always do. we went uh God I was. Don't... It's got to be 90-some degrees, plus it's, you know, we're on asphalt, so everything has got to be 100-some degrees roasting. Uh-huh. And the place is just It's The Brea Fairgrounds. You couldn't move. There's so many damn people.
3: You probably might have seen my sister and her uh, fiancé, because they went to the Irish Festival as well.
2: Why? Uh, because uh, he is Irish. Okay. Because yes. I know you guys are not. No. But- uh, Joseph geez. Patrick Kane is his name. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's Irish. Yeah. So- Unfortunately, none of my favorite bands were playing. They all played in the evening, which we were not there for. So uh-huh. I had to come home. And then last night, I had to go to the uh, my daughter's uh, swim meet award ceremony, which was from like six to eight, which ended up being like six to nine. Uh-huh. And then there was a, a swim or a pool party after that. Okay, and it's right down the street, so she stayed till you know a little later, and I did. I came home. How is she liking the swimming? She likes it. She's never done the competitive swim before, so she sucks. Okay, but she's really enthusiastic, and she is so much better than when she started off she's got a lot of work to do she's never she knows how to swim uh-huh but she's never swum competitively she doesn't know like the butterfly the breaststroke the backstroke oh, okay. she knows okay. freestyle in her you know it's kind of yeah.
3: so is, is this something that you think she's going to stick with yes or? yeah yeah
2: okay i am uh, sorry uh oddly enough it's the she was the fourth generation of our family to swim on the team wow my, my two uncles were, the, were on the very first swim team in this development uh-huh. way back when. And then my aunt's kids, my older, much older cousins, uh-huh. they're in their uh, late 40s. Oh, okay. And then my brother and sister um, and two of my cousins all swam at the same time. And now my daughter. So How about that? Yeah. Moving on down. So there's that going on. And, I mean, tonight I've got I to start packing. Tomorrow I've got to, you know, get the haircut. I've got to get the car in for tune up, oil change. Uh huh. You know, pick up the groceries and stuff. We've got to take with us to Oticon, which is going to be wild. I've got to print our directions. Yeah, I've got so much shit to do. But I, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? This coming weekend, Nun Left has put together something, a, a, a new show. So there will be a show, ladies and gentlemen. There will be an Empress Court this coming weekend. Although Highlander and I will not be here, there will be uh, something for you guys to listen to. I think you're going to like it because I know Nunleft's worked really hard on it. But I didn't want to go two whole weeks without a show, a live show. So I said, all right, there's so much going on this past week and a half. There's so much to talk about. Sure. Fuck it. Let's do a live show. Even if it's on Monday, even if you know half the audience listens to it. We'll do
1: it live! Yeah.
2: And I apologize for not getting the last podcast up. It's going to be a little while before I can do that because I lent out my program to Mystic Mim's brother, who has been anything but reliable. And unfortunately, the for whatever reason, the software, which was on my computer just fine, is now prompting me for my CD. So I have to get the CD back before I can you know, edit up and, and crop the uh, podcast to put it up. My bad. And last week's show was so good, too. It was pretty good.
3: Yeah. If I do say so myself.
2: So what's going on with you? What's going know. on with me? Yep. Uh, well,
3: I've been doing the Worldcon thing. Uh, this upcoming Worldcon, I've, got, uh, I've, I've been ready for months for that. I've already had my uh, scheduling done for the anime room and everything like that. So I've been working on the 2015 bid for Worldcon. And just today, we got our first contract proposal from Disney. Uh, it's pretty sparse because, obviously, we're four years out. And we're not going to be able to sign anything until we know that we've won the bid, which is kind of a stickling point with Disney because they, they want you know, they, they want things in paper. Signed, you know, as early as possible so that they know that they have to block yeah, off. Yeah, but we're talking stuff.
2: years in advance. Oh, so you, yeah, we're right, talking
3: right, at right, least yeah. two yeah, at least two years from now. So, but uh, if you guys want to go to uh, OrlandoIn2015.org, you can uh, check out the bid facilities. We've got a whole list of everything that's there and everything that's uh, interesting at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. It's a really nice resort. Fantastic place. 1,917 rooms.
2: That's a big hotel. It's a, it's a huge, and it's spread
3: out. That's, that's the thing. It's, it's not like one giant skyscraper. It's, it's almost spread out like a village like around this uh, lake that they have. So
2: you can get a pool. You get a lake. Oh, you that's get, Disney
3: for you. You get four pools, actually.
2: And a lake. And a
3: lake, which you can uh, rent boats on and all that kind of good stuff. The, the contract's not too bad for a starting contract. The meeting space is free because of how large our hotel room block is. But there is going to be a significant food and beverage charge, like a big one, so we're trying to figure out exactly how we're going to in essence spend that money, so to speak. you know we can't really shove food down people's throats so much as we'd like to, but I'm sure we're gonna we have four years to come up with some sort of way to spend you know a, a low six figures I'm sure you can do that yeah, banquets and pop and Chips and things, just start throwing things at people. But uh, we should have the site ready in a, in about a week or two to accept uh, pre-supports, which are monies that uh, you, listening, or anyone else, which uh, is to send the bid, and then what we do is we use that money to go out and market the bid. <laughs> we, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at
2: Rex. <laughs> go
1: ahead.
3: <laughs> uh, that's awesome.
2: That's awesome. That's, uh, I got to pick up but anyway, uh,
3: that's where all the that's where all that money goes. And of course, you know, if I should say when we win the bid, that money that you've already given to us then goes toward your con badge. So instead of spending you know a hundred dollars, if you sent twenty to us, then you're only going to spend eighty. You know, it kind of works like that. But there's different. So levels. So actually, getting
2: something for it. It's not just. Flushing money down the toilet for I don't know building a new computer. Or oh no, no,
3: nothing like that. No, our our books will be completely open, and uh, if you've sent in money, uh, you're welcome to talk to us at any time, and we can show you exactly where the money's been spent, or if the money's just sitting there in the bank for whatever reason.
2: Nice, good. I'm glad to see things moving along. Yeah, for things you. are moving along. At once a, at you get things substantial, I'm sure our listeners, will, you know, will hoard out for you. So. Absolutely.
3: And then what uh, what we'll do too is I'll I'll put up the video of it. Uh, there's. There's a uh, a particular part of WorldCon they call the the Fanish Inquisition.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: It's a pun on the pun on the word. But what it is is it's a part. It's it's not. It's part of the the, the business meeting of WorldCon. And during the, the Fannish Inquisition, the the seated WorldCon and the WorldCons that have been chosen but haven't gone up yet, and then potential bids for WorldCons. A representative goes up representing each one. And answers questions from the audience.
2: So you're gonna have your shit together when this thing goes.
3: Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm actually doing right now. And is that's, I'm, I'm this this
2: year you're gonna go for, or it's you have to present it next year. We you, you have to present two have, years in advance, or three years in advance, like that. Well, you
3: have you have, to, you have you can present as early as you want. Okay. But the actual voting for the WorldCon that I'm bidding for, right. won't happen until 2013. Gotcha. But okay. prior to that, I have to stand up in front of those people and talk about well, this is the these are the facilities. This is how much. Yeah, you, these then are do how much it now. we have. If you, these can are...
2: get it, if you can get it off the ground this year, so much the better. Oh yeah, because then you're yeah. ahead of the game. Everybody exactly,
3: else. and plus the uh, the competing bit is already six months ahead of us. Okay, well shit. Yeah, exactly. But you're Orlando. But uh, anyway, there's a there's a particular person that I found that uh, films all of those things and puts them on Vimeo. Doesn't put them on YouTube. Puts them on Vimeo. So what uh, you'll be able to do okay. is uh, once he puts that up there, uh, whenever that happens to be the and then our next show. I'll be glad to uh, give everyone a link to that, and they can take a look at, uh, at my uh, presentation and uh, answering questioning. And uh, after all that, they'll probably figure out my full name, which is kind of a bummer because I was trying to keep anonymity. But uh, sooner or later, they'll figure it out, especially with the bid. But it should be a lot of fun. At least I hope so. That, and I'm also trying to run the anime room and also doing all the crazy flash mob stuff.
1: Yeah,
2: because you know, that's not hard to do. You've got oh, exactly. you know, 24 hours in a day. <laughs> well, apparently a Bioman alchemist told me that he will be in Otakon. Winora earlier said that he will be in Otacon, at Otakon. You guys have to look me up. Uh, it's true. We do have baseball jerseys. Uh, we do have 1G baseball jerseys with our names on them. And Mr. Wim has already told me she insists that we bring them along. So look for me out there, ladies and gentlemen. If you happen to know what I look like, go to the Facebook, Empress Court, and you can see what my face looks like does she still love and hate the notoriety at the same time No, she loves it i'm the love and hate she loves it. oh okay loves oh, okay it. no 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 this is yeah she's the one making jerseys and everything else that's why oh, i said fine all right. let's go get some nice jerseys made up and uh-huh. i know mecca hawk had ordered one i sent it out to him and right. i know a couple of other guys wanted them they have you seen them you've seen them you, you? showed yeah, yeah, them yeah they're pretty nice yeah. so Manora says, "Emperor, are you going to go try and see many movie premieres at Otakon? That's kind of taken off in the last few years. Is the all of a sudden the, the movie premieres? You know, two years ago we saw Helsing Ultimate. Last year we saw Evangelion. Right. I do plan on going to see Trigon if we can. Uh huh. You know, there's a couple things you always want to see when you go. The anime music video is my favorite. Oh, okay. since the anime music or Anime Mystery Theater 3000's gone. Right. That was awesome. Um, I was telling Biomed Alchemist he should hit up the Masquerade." Uh, you kind of have to experience at least once for yourself. It's kind of like it's a, I, I, it's a costume show slash so. untalented show. Yeah, uh,
3: I'm, I'm not a huge fan of The Masquerade. It's okay. I mean, when, when it's good, it can be funny. When it's bad, it's bad. I usually equate it to bad community theater, which is kind of really what it is. Uh, there's the, there's the, the cosplay part of it. Which is where people just stand on the stage with their costume, yep, and then they just get judged based on their costume. And they suck. And then, they, yeah, well,
2: some of them are pretty good. I got to admit, I've, I've seen some Most really them suck.
3: I've seen some pretty good. There's
2: Shriggs walking in twenty minutes late per usual. You know, and like then, the Archbishop. You know, <laughs> it's not like he got responsibilities or anything.
3: And then there's the masquerade, which is the the skit part of it, where you have a group of people and they put on like a three minute skit based on whatever the hell they want to put it on. And that's really where the bad community theater comes into play.
2: Cuz a lot of them is like pre-recorded audio and they and it's At, at it's this like, point I think it's all pre. It's either like this audio. like "Oh Naruto, you are great." Or it's "Oh Naruto, you are great." It's like the, the absolute worst audio. Yeah. And, and of course you can tell they're reading off their lines and then you kind of they kind of look at each other because either their timing's off or you know, one of the tracks in the CD skipped, or they're playing the wrong audio to the wrong skit. I've seen that happen before. you. Have, too. You've seen that happen? Yes. Oh, That's wow. It's great. They're just kind of like shaking their arms like, what the hell? And they're looking at the guy who's <laughs> running the thing, and and they, they hold it in this arena. It's, kinda, it's called the First Mariner Arena, but it's basically just like a baseball, or I'm sorry, a basketball arena. Yeah. It seems yeah. like 12,000. I don't even know why. They never fill that thing up. Yeah, I, I don't understand why there's was it was there. In the first half hour, that place is probably as full as it's going to be. So you have all the floor, and then maybe like the about a third bowl. of the seats around the bowl.
3: Okay. The only time I ever went into there was for the uh, what? I don't think it was the TM Revolution concert. It was no,
2: no, because that was a that was in uh, yeah. main events. What
3: was the the guy
2: after that? The really huge Larkin Sky, Larkin Seal, Ark. Yeah, something like that okay look I, i've only might have been larkins i've only been to a couple of the 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 bands that they've had there uh-huh they've been horrible i didn't give a shit about tm revolution i've never heard of it and mystic Mim and i went there and they split us up she was at one end of the row i was all the way at the other end of another row oh really and i was pissed like yeah there's there's no uh there's no uh sitting together if we got to split you up because you you go in and uh-huh. they seat you exactly as you come in oh that's so stupid. it's like it's like 26 in a row i was like number 27 i'm like that's my fiance. Oh, sorry, I don't care. You guys sit down there. Oh, like I don't want to be here. She wanted to go see it. I'm like, right. fuck this. That's that's kind of dumb. I mean, there's I,
3: I I can understand the rationale, but you've you've got to let a little you know you have to you have to have a little
2: play a little leeway you know. That's kind of strange. Uh, apparently, Little Rex actually has last week last week's show, and we'll be putting it up on a. Um, Torrent, so I can grab it and then I can give it to Gnomewise put it up for the podcast. So awesome to uh, Little Rex.
3: Did you not have last week's show? Did you I've got it. Oh, okay. I, like
2: I said, I can't edit it because my editing software doesn't work. Oh, okay. See, here's oh, what yeah. happens. Okay. When I try and pull it up, it prompts me for the CD all of a sudden and I don't know why it started doing this. Huh. It's never done this before. That's weird. So my guess is some kind of anti-piracy thing, but you know, it's I've never had that issue before. Uh, what do the jerseys look like? They are royal blue and it's got a... It's embroidered with a laurel wreath on the front over the breast pocket with the one G in the middle, and on the back, it's embroidered and it has a giant one G where the number goes for like a baseball jersey. And then the top, you know, where the name goes, the name tag mine says Emperor, and Mystic Mim obviously says the same. Right. You know, so there you have it. Uh, the the last
3: time you wore those, how many people recognized you?
2: Quite a few. Actually, really? we went to Oticon last year. We had five or six people come up and talk to us. Wow. Either you know, one of them actually said, "Oh, I can't remember, but." And they thought we were a clan from a different game, which we hadn't played, so I don't oh, okay. know if that really counts. But a couple of them, most of them were old Warcraft 3 players that just remember the name or remember hearing the shows. Oh, all right. Unfortunately, all right. none of them had anything to do with this. But <laughs> I'm hoping with so many people going or allegedly going to Otakon this season, uh, maybe some of them will uh, will see me.
3: Well, well, we'll definitely be looking for a report on how Otakon was when he comes. I
2: back. think Bioman Alchemist is actually planning on broadcasting live from Otakon. Oh, so, okay. Uh, for VTW. I'm not really sure what that entails. You'll have to check out the website for details. Porter brings up something interesting as this tech priest, and I know we have a. And I, I posted this on our forums earlier in the week. By now, everybody who pays attention, unless you got your head in a hole, knows what happened in, in Norwegia. Yeah, with the crazy with the, guy? Yes, yeah. the batshit and nuts guy. And, you know, I. I posted because I know we have a lot of listeners in Norway. We There's do only like a hundred yeah. people in the whole country. I you know? don't.
3: I don't understand why we have so many listeners I in Norway. Either, but I, but I, I appreciate thank you for listening. Yeah.
2: So a tech priest's there. Porter's like you know if you want anybody with a Norwegian perspective, and I can't imagine his perspective other than that I would want, but uh, a couple of them have you know have been making comments here and also posting on the forums about that. So it's crazy shit, man. It was, as soon as it happened, too, I'm like you know what? This doesn't make a whole lot of sense from the Muslim perspective, things so and everybody kind of jumped on that bandwagon, and rightly so. I mean, I can understand why. Even after it's all said and done, two of those nut job groups out there claim responsibility for it. Right.
3: It doesn't mean that they did it. it no, no, I, like, I, right.
2: I'm just saying, even when it, when it has nothing to do with them, they still claim responsibility. Right. But the thing that kind of bothered me about the whole thing was Norway doesn't hasn't really gotten involved in any of that. They've been kind of, you know, on their own, by the wayside, they're kind of like a Switzerland type deal. They don't really get involved in the war on terror, I know they say had a couple planes involved in Libya, and it just didn't make any sense. Why would you go out of your way to hit a country that has nothing to do with you, that's progress. progress in the war, prosecuting the war? Right. So then it turns out that it's this, you know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed nut job. Yeah. He's there. Timothy McVeigh, if you I know. was going to say, it's,
3: it's, it's more like an Oklahoma City than yes. a World Trade Center.
1: Yeah.
2: Horrible either way you look at Oh, absolutely. It. But yeah. I t- what really caught me off guard was in a couple of the media reports I read, they made specific mention that this guy was a World of Warcraft player and had spent time on World of Warcraft servers. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just waiting for somebody in the American media to draw that connection. Video game violence. He probably made a map of Norway and then blew it up to practice.
3: I haven't seen anything saying that someone made that correlation yet, but um, I hope it doesn't happen.
2: But you know what? But how cynical have I become? How cynical are we all? that that's immediately what a lot of people will think or that some people out there, irresponsibly or otherwise, will draw that connection or try and draw it well,
3: out. The, well, that's the, the reason why they put it in there is, is to make you draw the connection. It's, and it, that's I, what puts me off. I don't think it's a matter of being cynical. I think it's a matter of being honest. I mean, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't put that in the article unless you're trying to make the comparison.
2: And that's my point. Right. Playing World of Warcraft, and and this shows a lack of of research, a total ignorance of what it is they're discussing. Uh Trying to take anything from World of Warcraft, or video games in general, and try to link it to something this heinous, is irresponsible, it's It's ignorant, it's, it's, I, I am at a loss for words as to how stupid this is. And unfortunately, it happens at least, especially here, and I don't know how it's being depicted overseas. I only know how it's depicted here in the United States. And you got the New York Times, you got Fox News, although I like Fox, let's be honest, they don't get the internet and they don't get video games. No, they don't. And I don't think they ever will. Probably not. It's a push-button topic. So once again, they're taking focus away from what is the real story here, that some racist asshole went and shot up the place. Because of the you know the growing tension there, because of the huge immigration population they're going, uh-huh. something that we here can relate to. Sure, we got our own immigration problem, and instead saying, "Oh, but you know," wink, wink, he played video games. Right, it's- that has not a fucking thing to do with anything, no. and I'm tired of it being a red herring. It's a straw argument, a strong argument at best.
3: I agree with everything you okay, right. said. Yeah, there's really nothing more to input. Uh, those those kind of people, it's 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 putting the cart in front of the horse. Really, it's it's not the violent movies and the violent video games that make these people crazy. It's the fact that they're crazy, at, which makes them go seek out all that other really violent stuff. It's it, it's an extension of the personality that they already have to begin with.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around. Now, Barry, did he actually say this? That uh, Barry's saying that he claims this is the shooter. Said he playing WoW was a good cover for all the time he spent planning the attack. Well, here's what I don't get. This is a guy who drives what is allegedly supposed to be a fertilizer bomb, right. blows the shit out of a building, gets away, uh-huh. and then goes and shoots up an island dressed as a cop. Right. And this guy kills like 70-some people. It,
3: yeah. It's crazy.
2: Jeez. And I'm I just surprised that this all happens. One guy could cause that kind of damage. I I would love to know how long he'd
3: been planning that, because something like that, you, you, it's not a spur-of-the-moment no, thing. No, no.
2: You, you, you're planning that for quite some time. Highlander, are you reading that Escapist magazine? Am I reading that Escapist magazine? No. I actually believe they downgraded the amount of dead to 76 today because apparently they double-counted somebody's at the uh, island thing. Oh, okay. So. Did, did the Escapist magazine make the same point that I did that,
3: they're putting the cart in front of the horse, kind of thing. I don't, I don't understand the the. Nice reference. America.
2: ninety-two people, nice kill streak. <laughs> Godlike. Oh it's. <laughs> uh, well, his kill death ratio is ninety-two to zero. He hasn't died yet, so I don't think Norway has the death penalty. I don't. I, I don't think they do either. X Eight says in Germany, I have to read and listen to this video game shit every time if a kind if a kind kills some guy at his school because of bullying. Okay, I think what he's trying to say is every time somebody kills somebody because of bullying. All right, I get it. Oh, uh, okay. It's 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 just one of those things that they'll talk
3: because you know you you have cable channels that are twenty four hour news cycles, and you have to you have, you have yeah, to fill the you have something. to fill the void with something. And after a while, it it just turns into like a push button thing. You just
2: know. but you know what? There's a and lot I'm, I'm, of stuff out there they could be talking about making hay about. Or, oh, absolutely. This. And, that, and I, that,
3: that's what I was trying to get at is that there's other things you can talk about. But you know when the 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 news media is like a beast and again you have to feed the beast constantly it's always hungry you just got to keep feeding that beast and it's and when you you know when you're when the well's running dry and you don't know what to talk about it's it's really easy just to bring out those uh let's go to the the, push button topics yeah the ones we have abortion and you know everything
1: like that yeah
2: immigration yeah yeah so porta well when norwegians sit their minds to do something they do it properly am i right I don't know, here's what I do know, two guys who allegedly played Doom constantly, who had an arsenal of weapons, walked into Columbine columbine, killed what, like 13 people? They're in a school of a thousand kids who can't get out of the building, they killed 13. This guy is in an open area on an island, and he kills 76 or whatever the hell it is. Obviously he had a much better micro and a much better aim than those guys did. Absolutely. Except they knew when to get out. He just got arrested. Top now, score. I had heard, and I don't know how true this is, When we talk about this at work. Okay. I had heard that this guy, at most, can see a maximum of 21 years in prison. Maximum, because of the way really? Norway has their laws. They
3: don't have a life imprisonment in no.
2: Norway? I guess there's no life imprisonment. There's no uh, death penalty. I think it like, it's like 80-some days or whatever it is per death or something like that. I don't I, huh. I know.
3: Maybe if uh, one of our Norwegian listeners wants to tune in on that, and I can't and, imagine. And let us know. I mean,
2: I know it's Europe, and I know you guys let people go for all kinds of things over there, but I can't. I can't see that happening. That to me doesn't sound I'm, right at I, all. I, I am surprised. A maximum twenty six years. Jesus, really? Okay, Port is saying no,
3: and hold on. So, okay, so maybe there's something else know. going on. Okay,
2: Onan says they can add another twenty five years, another five years to it. See this what I'm talking about? Fucking tech Priest, Onan, Porta, all these. Th- Four, I don't
3: know what that is. is I that don't. Like Viking. I don't know. I, I don't Viking? know. I don't speak Norwegian. I th- I think the the only thing I ever learned from Norwegian was this one Norwegian guy who was uh, working the the Norway pavilion at Epcot. Okay. And supposedly, if I if the the phrase or the sentence is uh, "ha vaheterde." That's supposed to mean, what, like, what is that? Oh, okay. like it's something you ask, like, like, you
2: don't know what it is. The only thing I know about Norway is their women aren't quite as hot as Sweden's. But unlike Sweden, they're not a bunch of pussy neutrals. There you go. Somebody asked me earlier if we have any listeners from Sweden. I think we have like one. That's so weird. We have so many from Norway, but only one from Sweden. Like nobody from Finland, nobody from... Uh, we, got, we got a couple from Denmark. It's all the same thing. But, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's all like Scandinavia. It's all right. you know, same people. Same, I think it's the same language.
3: Okay, so according to Porta, the guy will get twenty one years. Then they'll evaluate him. So it'd be like a like a parole hearing. Yes. And then if he's still a danger to society, he gets five more. Then they reevaluate, then five more. So they
2: so how often do they reevaluate him? Because if I mean if they're evaluating him every year, uh, well, uh, or according to twenty one years, according to this, he, according gets five.
3: To this he, he gets the automatic twenty one years. Okay. And then they evaluate him to see if he's a danger to society. And if so after st- twenty one years, then it's five. Okay. And if if he's still crazy, it's five more. And then they'll after five years, they'll reevaluate him again. If he's still crazy, five more. And it just keeps going and going. Okay. So, in a way, kind of, you were right that it, there's no, technically there's no life in pretty He could get out. Okay. But if he's I just imagine it it crazy, then he's, they'll I just mean, evaluate even, him like, you know, he'll he'll be eating his own feces. He's like, all right, back in the saddle with you.
2: He has the same language. I'll speak Viking. <laughs> Would you like to go and kill some English? Yeah.
3: It, rape, rape, plunder, plunder.
2: <laughs> Would you like some fish? Yeah, so... You're
3: welcome for the dark ages.
2: We don't let them out of the state of Minnesota. <laughs> you ever been to Minnesota? That's all it is up there. No, I've never been to that Minnesota. That and Cana- Canadians who skipped across the border. There you go. Uh, okay, thank you, Little Rex. As long as one continuous file, because I cannot put it back together if you chop it up. So, Amp. Norway and Denmark hate Sweden, and Sweden, nobody cares. Well, see, Norway, you know, Here's how I remember them. Norway is the one who rolled over to the Nazis when they invaded. Yeah. Sweden's the one who were smart enough to say, you know, we're just going to give you gold and steel and we won't fight you. Yes. And Finland was kind of like the punching bag of the Soviet Union and has been ever since. So, they put up a pretty good fight for the Finnish against the Soviet Union during the Winter War. Yeah. I mean they killed, I don't know, like like a 30 to 1. I don't know, yeah, but But they, then again they, they, still... they were fighting, uh, you know, a piss poor Russian army with no organization and no supplies. Right. But the point is they still kicked the hell out of Soviet <laughs> Union until they eventually got steamrolled. Right. When you get breaks and split your files, in come here so I put them all together. Yes. Okay. All Speaking right. of breaks, I have yeah. to show you something. There is a mm-hmm. new, epic rap
3: battle of history. There, uh, to, uh, number eleven. Yes. Really, Gandalf versus Dumbledore. <laughs> it's pretty Too good. Fictitious. Ga- okay. It's pretty all good. Right. It's. It. I. I think a. Uh, the. The Ben Franklin Billy Mays was a little better, but still, it, really? it, okay. it is. It is pretty good, it, especially if you. If you know both, you know,
2: the, ba- the back stories, and you, yeah. you understand what's going I on. I don't chop my shells, a little Rex. I don't know What the hell are you talking about? Dude, crack Cracksmogger. Hey, Denmark. <laughs> Denmark's got some hot chicks. We also have Hamlet, so that doesn't uh, yeah. mean anything. Anyway, we have a ton of stuff to get to today. Uh, we've spent the first 36 minutes talking about pretty much nothing in particular other uh, than people shooting. Now... There's a couple in here. One of them I wanted to see was uh, some of the anonymous got pinched this week. I don't know if you saw this, Hollander, uh, and I don't see it up here. I guess I didn't grab it. I thought I did. There it is. No, this is the one they, that's a different one. Oh, okay. What ended up happening was uh, apparently there was a raid in New York and in California, and they pinched like eight or nine kids who were anonymous. Okay. And I guess there was a raid in Italy as well and a couple other places in Europe. Gotcha. So they nabbed about a dozen anonymous people. Oh, well, that's
3: good. So that means only about 500 more will pop Right.
2: Up and in. then this happens later the same day. This is from Fox News. I grabbed this earlier in the week, or last week. Anonymous hackers claim to have breached NATO security. I see. You want me to read this one? Uh, go for it. NATO. Oh, this is
3: out of London. NATO was looking into claims that hackers have breached its security and accessed scads of material so confidential the hacker group itself deemed it irresponsible to publish them at all, despite a series of international raids Tuesday designed to corral the hacking activity. "Quote: NATO is aware that hacker group released what it claimed to be NATO classified documents
2: on the internet," a NATO spokesman said in a statement. Wait a minute. Okay, hang on. It's irresponsible to publish them despite a series of raids. Then they go ahead and publish them in the Yeah, I don't. Awesome. I don't get That's that. anonymous. Uh, quote, NATO security experts are investigating
3: these claims. We strongly condemn any leak of classified documents, which could potentially endanger the security of NATO allies, armed forces, and citizens. The group, which goes by the name Anonymous, claimed to be sitting on about one gigabyte of data. If it's documents, that's a shit ton of documents.
1: Yeah, it is. Jeez. The hackers, oh,
3: wow. The hackers broadcast a link to a PDF file Thursday via Twitter showing what appeared to be a document headed NATO-restricted. The group's okay, actions well, have become intolerable, right, blah, blah, blah.
2: Okay. Well, I hate to jump in here. Okay. If I gotta believe the NATO organization is very similar to our own, and I happen to know, um, only because I deal with it. There are certain levels of uh, confidential material. There's, you know, something called confidential, then there's what's uh, I'm trying to think of how it goes. It's like um it's confidential but you know, non security related. Okay. All right. Then there's confidential. Then there's restricted. Then there's like top secret. Gotcha. And then there's like the black files, which you don't talk about. Yeah, everybody knows about it, like Fight Club. So restricted is I don't know. If there's anything in there that's going to be really earth shattering that would really be dangerous to the organization. But continue. Sure.
3: Uh, the group's actions have become intolerable, Stephen Shabinsky, deputy assistant FBI director, said in an interview with NPR. "Quote: We want to send a message that chaos on the internet is unacceptable." Chibinsky okay. Said. Even if hackers can be believed to have social causes, it's entirely unacceptable to break into websites and commit unlawful acts. The group followed up with a statement to the FBI and Chabinsky with a list of things it deems unacceptable. Quote, governments lying to their citizens and inducing fear and terror to keep them in control. Corporations aiding and conspiring with said governments. Lobby conglomerates who only follow their agenda to push the profits higher. Unquote. The group claims that a second leak it tweeted later linked it to a second restricted NATO document on, quote, outsourcing CIS in Kosovo, which I believe is the Commonwealth of Independent States, which is what uh, the USSR turned into. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. 16 suspected members of Anonymous were arrested Tuesday in states across the country from California to New York in a federal raid on the notorious hacking group. Anonymous is a loosely organized group of hackers, and we already know that. Uh, The group also claims... Credit for disrupting the websites of Visa and Mastercard in December, when the credit card companies stopped processing donations to WikiLeaks and its founder Julian Assange, the group's message was clear: in spite of the string of recent arrests, the hacktivism will continue. "Quote: We are not scared anymore. Your threats to arrest us are meaningless to us, as you cannot arrest an idea."
2: Okay, well, they're not scared anymore. So apparently, they were scared. Apparently, once upon they were scared. Yeah. Okay, this goes back to what I've been saying months ago. Don't poke the bear. As soon as you targeted the CIA, the FBI, the U.S. Senate, as soon as you got mixed in with the WikiLeaks, you had to know they were coming for you. When you fuck with the governments, now all of a sudden you are on their radar and they will come for you. And you better believe these 60 year old punks, these 80-pound, you know, 800-pound you know, beefalos are sitting at home. You know they're going to roll over and rat out everybody they know. Just so that they don't get put in some you know cell in Leavenworth with some guy named Bubba, you know what's gonna happen. So they're gonna it's gonna be a domino effect as they spill the beans and everybody else as far insofar as they know.
1: Probably, I'm sure these are
2: DDoS you know newbie to be, hackers. I was that, gonna
3: say to, to to be honest, if if these guys are really the hackers that they claim to be. They're not. Um, but in, in any case. They're script runners. That's these all these are these are people that probably don't know anyone else, or at least they only know them by their you know, internet handle, so to speak. Could be.
2: They don't but, know
1: where they live, or, they or don't where know. to find
2: them, where to post, right, etc. Like the point being that they're doing themselves a disservice when they're going after them. It was one thing if you're fucking around with different companies. A lot of governments would probably shrug their shoulders, like, you know what, we got more important things to do. They're worried about some kids hacking a Mastercard and, and disrupting their website for ten minutes, right? Or they, you know, they brought down Fox News for five minutes. Everybody got a good lull when they went after Scientology because no one likes Scientology, right? But when you go for the governments especially the FBI and the CIA. People disappear when you mess with them. You knew this was going to happen. At least they should have. So, well, maybe they did. And they don't I mean their
3: last quote there we are not scared anymore. So maybe, that's maybe they literally God. just don't care.
1: And, and maybe
2: they don't. Maybe it's the same thing with the RA where they're just rolling the dice that no one's going to come knocking at their door about the, you know, thousand songs they downloaded. It's the right, same thing. Right. Maybe they're hoping that no one's going to go knocking at the door because you ran a denial of service script. And took down this, you know, the government website for two minutes. I, I if the know. news didn't report that, how the hell would anybody ever know that you took down the website for like five minutes? Oh, probably. And who would care?
1: I, I don't mean, know well, anybody you would know, yeah. go to the
2: U.S. Senate's website. No, nobody goes. To it's them. like C-SPAN. Yeah, it's the there. only way
3: the only way you probably know is because you follow their Twitter or you are following what they do in the in the channels that they choose to announce things. In which case, then you know what they're doing. That would be the only reason I could think of that you would know. Hey, there's the
2: uh, Blizzard this, theme park. It's from Kotaku.com. Remember, remember, I was yes. telling you about this before. Yeah, the World of Warcraft theme park has actually opened. Yes, they
3: don't actually call it the World of Warcraft because obviously it's all copyrighted and everything. But it's
2: clearly—is um, like, this supposed to be? Is this a Blizzard thing or no? No, it's, it's not it's not approved by Blizzard. So but, it's uh, just a copy of it? because all right, so it's there's copy a giant, there's a Nexus. Yeah,
3: because that's that's like Starcraft their future Nexus. part. There's, there's like a StarCraft part, there's a Warcraft part. They don't call it StarCraft and Warcraft, but How you know. No, are they wink, able to get away with it. It's pretty this.
2: obvious what it It's China, dude. It's a, oh yeah, no, we got a couple on China. Yeah, earlier. that's that's what I, I was saw in fact I saw no left sent me the exact same link for the one I saw earlier. I, I forget like, what they actually call it. There's though. a night elf chick. T- what does that say? Terrain
3: of Magic. I think that's like their, uh, yeah, u- universe, universe of Starship. Universe of Starship is their Starcraft section. So that's that's how they're trying to get away with it.
2: No kidding. Yes. Ha! That's a Draenei, I yes. assume? I would assume so. Stormwind. There's Arthras. It doesn't look very big.
3: No, it looks kind of small. And it's kind of tr- I mean, it's It's strange oh, because we've seen that before.
2: What the hell is that? Oh, that's, that's the
3: um, Argonath from Lord of the Rings. Yes, Interesting.
2: There is such a thing, though, in in Warcraft,
3: though. Oh, I'm not surprised. World Joyland. That's what they call it. Okay.
1: Good God. With dreams
3: of developing a new economy, wings of innovation, concepts of activation, succession, and expansion, combine virtual web space and the real world, and gather here, beautiful Taihu Bay. We'll start a new legend. We're watching the video here. Changshao, Jianchu in the center of Yangtze Delta, the most developed area in China, I guess. I don't know. Sure. On the south of the Yangtze River and the north of the Taihu Lake, Wujing District in the south of Changshao. Boy, they're really getting specific. Area of 1,243 square kilometers, a lake shore of 7.8 kilometers. Taihu Bay, located uniquely... In the center of the area, surrounded by Shanghai, Nanjing, and Hangzhou, less than two hours drive to those three cities. Huning Highway, there. Ninghang Highway, Riverside Highway, and Zihai Highway past Taihu Bay. Transportation is very convenient. Yeah, if you say yeah, yeah, so, okay, I just yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for them to get to the actual part here.
2: Apparently, this is the idea of World of Joyland.
3: Okay, it's it just keeps. Oh, I got this. I don't care. All right, all, right. all right. So, uh, can we uh, turn this off so we don't? Yeah, there we done. go. Wow, okay, that was so, loud.
2: And I didn't see a volume control for it. it was, no. All right, so China, not only have they, have they copied off everything else in the world, but now they've copied an entire franchise, franchises, and made. And I just realized my microphone fell. Yes. They have taken over entire franchises of somebody else's intellectual property and copied it into a, a and uh, a theme park. And you,
3: you want to know what's crazy?
1: Uh,
2: right, because this isn't crazy on itself. I don't, uh, I don't
3: have the article in front, but there's there's articles of it. This isn't the first time that a situation like this has happened. There was a a theme park that uh, Disney and Universal actually combined on to shut down. I mean, there was it was down to like they had a monorail and a castle, no and a futuristic part, and then there were uh, people dressed up. There was a person dressed up like a mouse, a person that looked eerily like Shrek, a person that looked like the Incredible. It was. It was, it was all there, but it wasn't like exactly perfect. So it was like a, a, like a retarded, bizarro version of everything kind of smushed together.
2: If your company does business with China, then you deserve everything you get. Shoddy products, stuff that will kill your kids, and now this. And look, this is nothing new. I know they've been, been pirating uh, gear since I worked at the sports stores years and years and years ago. Because you can always tell, and I gave that story. In fact, uh, Varyar backed me up on that, uh-huh. how you can check for fake Callaways, fake TaylorMades, fake you know golf clubs. Right. You know, three, four, five thousand dollars 5000 for the golf clubs, you're buying for 200 bucks over there. Wow. It's, it, this is out of control. And I, I don't know why anybody would do business with China after this. And you know, Blizzard makes a killing off of them. I would go to the Chinese government and say, look, we're just going to pull everything out of here. We're losing millions of dollars or billions of uh, yuan's from you because you're allowing this to go on look there's corrupt as is a three dollar bill and anybody who gets and i it, this happens all the time there's a lot of uh, chinese apologists out there which i do not understand i do not get that you know a lot of them are americans of chinese descent who are giving me shit about oh china is this and they're they're leading the the charge and you know you uh, know economy and their technology is catching up and and people are much happier over there than they are here, and you know their tracker for human rights is much better over the long haul of the United States'm like it has got to be shit be human rights thing kid? alone yeah this goes on look there will never be an economic powerhouse with any kind of sustainability if this is how you're going to treat the companies that you work with and of course the government doesn't care there's corrupt is yeah you know all yeah. get out so they don 't care chair in and IRC here all right. What do you bet you, 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 you can buy gold at a gift shop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Porta. Well, I gave you a chance to kind of chime in there and you didn't, so. <laughs> Leaf slaps China. There you go. <laughs> so I, hilarious. Yeah, I, it's you you get what you, you know. You know, I I, I was gonna save the story for later on the show, and I think I'm going to. We have another show, or another uh, another topic about China in its fraudulent ways. We'll get into this a little later on. All right. Because I, I think it's funny enough when I saw it, I'm like, this is awesome. So we'll have to get to that. Yes. Now, you sent this one in. This yes. is from uh, HollywoodReporter.com. Yes. Why video games dominate pop culture but not Comic-Con? But not Comic-Con, yes. All right. Uh, I think it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The gaming industry needs to work on timing and casting big-name stars before it's ready for Hall H, which I guess is like the main events.
3: Hall H is where like whatever you see the uh, the what am I trying to think of? like the press conferences with like the A list actors and everything. Right. It's always in Hall H. All that stuff. Trying to
2: Hall figure Hall out when it when it is Comic Con started becoming more of a movie premiere than it is for comic books, video games, that kind of thing. I mean, um, all the stuff that all the traditional stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of pushed off to the side. No one really cares anymore. It's all about which big name actor is going to be there, pimping out whichever shitty movie they're going to be in. There's a lot of stuff there, man. i got to tell you, when there's
3: 150,000
2: oh, units. I'm not there, saying they're not. I'm just, you know. you know... Anyways. But anyway. When Call of Duty Black Ops launched in November, the video game sold 7 million units worldwide, a gross of $450 million in its first day on the market. Not even The Dark Knight Rises could hope for such a one-day take, although I think Harry Potter came close. And though there are obvious differences in price, the volume of people who made COD's debut a gigantic event was enormous. So why are games given second class treatment at Comic-Con, the showcase for all things bright and new in pop culture? Probably because all the big, you know, reveals come at E3. Yeah, that's it. Or PAX. THR's complete coverage Comic-Con 2011. OH yeah, that, uh, that, that is, has become synonymous with the biggest franchise in entertainment. Recent history Hollywood has dominated the overpack and some talk about. Overpack venue to bring us the glimpses of Superman returns, which was shitty, 300 which was good. Twilight, which fucking sucked in Harry Potter. The combined box office of the films have been uh, rolled through comic- uh, Comic-Con is in the tens of billions. So, nerds have taken over the box office, and video games are beginning to surpass films as top entertainment moneymakers, which you and I have discussed oh, before, many times, right? yes, Many times. But is a video game release like Call of Duty on par with a movie release like The Avengers? And if so, what does this mean for future Comic-Cons? from humble geeky origins the event has grown into a mirror that reflects the biggest events in pop culture but it will start to reflect gaming's mainstream takeover hang on i'm getting against the guy currently up on the major news sites okay well maybe over there i'll be curious to see if that happens here all right the short-term answer is probably not but for lack of, but not for lack of interest, walking the show floor of Comic Con, you'll encounter almost as many master chiefs as Spider-Man. Gamers are at their are there in force, and publishers have taken note. Now more companies than ever showcase their games in the exhibit halls and plaster the convention center with messages. But timing is a major obstacle. Comic Con trails E3 by a mere month, and while developers run themselves into the ground trying to prepare for the, for the ultimate video game com, uh, video game event, Comic Con is an afterthought. Often, the demos and video presentations seen in June are tried out again for the SDCC SDCC masses at an event that craves the new that doesn't fly. All right. Again, E3 is catered for video games specifically. Of course, you're going to make your debuts there. Of course. Or, you know, Dragon Con or PAX or, you know. Not, not, Not so much Dragon Con.
3: There's, there's, okay. I mean, there's video gaming that takes place. Okay, Yeah,
2: but take Blizzard for instance. They've got you know two of the three of the biggest franchises going. Sure. They've got their own convention.
3: As you're going to say, they have their own
2: convention. It's software. QuakeCon has their own convention. Right. You know, they don't need to go here. Anyways, the gaming presence is unlikely to grow at the San Diego Comic Con and extend to Hall H until it can produce the pop and circumstance Hollywood brings. Game trailers are loud, bombastic things that have the power to fill a room with wonder. But watching an exclusive trailer or the very first demo of a game does not get the heart uh, of what it is, an interactive experience. That's why games are on the show floor. You have to play them to form a true opinion. And when the trailer ends, what's left? A developer, a controller, and a mic. Typically, no one in the room has prior knowledge of the guy delivering the message. The business needs to nurture uh, auteurs, reward charisma, and brand personalities. To command Hall Age, the gamer industry is going to have to go to Hollywood. Not just on the glam front, on the talent front. Recently, which I disagree with, by the way. Recently, we have gotten a taste of actors being cast not only in voice roles, but using a likeness to tell the story. Okay, this, I'm going to, I'm going to draw a, uh, a correlation here that I think you can appreciate. Okay. Okay. When I go to an anime convention, I don't give a flying fuck who's there as a guest. I don't. I'm there for the anime. Mm-hmm. I'm there for the people dressed up, for the skits, for the panels, for the funny stuff. Okay, I don't care who's the guest. You know what? It doesn't matter to me. You know who the voice actor is. What their you know their name is. What their picture is. I only care about the, what the product they put on the screen. All right. It's the same thing with video games. Look, you know, I, I play Quake because I think it's a phenomenal game. Uh-huh. You know, if uh, Brad Pitt comes out to introduce the next, the next Quake. Look, I'm not getting excited because Brad Pitt's out there or his wife. I don't care. I care about the game. Does the game look good? Does it play well? I don't give a
3: shit who introduces it. I, I do, in that instance, I don't think they're talking about introducing. Like, like, like if if Brad Pitt to was... tie it
2: to somebody in Hollywood, right? But they're, they're, I'm again, I, but I they're, think... they're
3: they're talking about like Brad Pitt being in Quake.
2: Okay, right. That's what I, I'm that's talking. What I'm saying, and yeah. I, I don't think you necessarily need to do that. Look, Call of Duty sold how many millions of copies? Seven million copies in a day. Right. Did they have one single major actor in there or one single major actor who was pimping it out? Right. right. No. I, I think that is that is not a correlation that he connects here for me. I disagree with that. I, I disagree with, with having to make a big splash at Comic-Con. Video games have been doing fine without it. There are other conventions you can go to for that. I don't think you need to have anybody huge to tie your game to to make it successful look. Bottom line is, video games are already beating Hollywood at their own game. Right. They don't need Hollywood to come out there and pimp their shit. It's not necessary. I don't need a a voice actor of any kind of caliber. If they want to, awesome. Patrick Stewart did that new uh, Castlevania game. Did you play Castlevania? No. I didn't either. I haven't talked to anybody who has. Assuming it's come out. And he's got an awesome voice for that kind of thing. Right. If Morgan Freeman was narrating something, that'd be pretty badass. But it wouldn't make or break the way I, my decision to buy a game. So I don't necessarily agree with this. This, I think, is just pandering to the Hollywood you know, elite. I think it's stupid. Then again, it's HollywoodReporter.com. Right. I, you're, I know your audience, I suppose. Of course. All right. Think of Mad Men's Aaron Staten. Staten. Staten and L.A. noir, and imagine if he was a mega-popular actor like Bruce Willis, cast specifically for the game. When the game industry makes that turn, and it's headed that way, that's when we'll see game events become gala events in Hall H. Look, buddy, I don't care. I think it's unnecessary to pay out gobs of money, and that's how much you're going to pay. Oh, absolutely. To not. bring in a name who's probably going to half-ass the thing because it's a video game, and they don't care. To do a voice actor, or you know. or And that's, that's kind of already license. happening
3: right now, too. I mean, there's been big-name actors that have been in video games.
2: Okay, yeah. And it
3: hasn't really...
2: Half the crew in Fireflies, then every Halo game's yeah. too. Uh
3: There's that Vin Diesel game, uh, yep. The Driver. Um, what am I trying to think of? Crap, I can't think of that guy's name now. He was just... Oh, man, kicking my ass. I cannot... I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot remember it now. What the hell game was... Oh, uh, Sean Connery. He did a, a James Bond game. Oh, did he? He did okay, a the, uh, the voice for it. He did uh, from Russia with love. <laughs> it was it was a game version of From Russia with Love, and he did the voice for it. But that didn't it didn't go over crazy and you know sell millions of
2: of copies just because Sean Connery was in it. Uh, apparently, it's Castlevania: Lord of Shadows. I don't know if the game came out or not. It did. And upon the Arc, Gal is an acronym for Dating Sims. Okay, I did they even come up? I don't think so. No. All right, okay, fine, I'll sign on to this. If you get Jessica Elba to do a dating sim, all right, then I can see it's going to sell a shitload of titles. Porter brings up an interesting point. It's
3: Hollywood trying to stay relevant. Maybe it's maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Hollywood realizing that video games are eclipsing them, and Hollywood's trying to attach Weasley their star to video games as sort of another way to propel itself.
2: See, so that, to that to me is the very definition of staying relevant. Right. is trying to hitch your horse to a cart that's going someplace. right? You know, and I remember somebody made the, the, the big deal about the spirits within for Final Fantasy saying, you know, here is a movie that's completely all CGI, very realistic. You know, how long are we really going to need actual actors to do the job anymore we can just make them up? Right. Captain America, the guy that's in there who plays Captain America, apparently wasn't able to drop the 40-some pounds he needed, you know, between takes of the movie. So they just did CGI and they carved him down digitally. Ah. So it looks small in one scene and then you know, huge and buff the Interesting. next. I, ironically enough, that's the same
3: guy who was the
2: Human Torch in those crappy uh, Fantastic Four movies. Oh, okay. Have same you ever guy. seen those? I saw part of one. Same guy. The Fantastic Four were, were never ones I liked in the comics. I didn't care to see the movie. I was, so. I was also a big fan of Doctor Doom, but they totally screwed up Doctor Doom in that When movie. they do the guy from Nit Tuck and Charm. Uh... And he doesn't even have an
3: accent. He's supposed to be Latverian, but that's another
2: that's another topic for another day. Right. Artistic license getting in the way of a good film, or good comic, <laughs> I should say. The second Final Fantasy movie is not terrible. What second Final Fantasy movie?
3: There was only uh, one. Children, maybe? That I, one? I, I wasn't a big fan of that one. I liked it. I know you didn't. I loved it. I didn't like it. It, um, it seemed like it was just
2: a... Fan service? Yeah,
3: total yeah, fan service. Well, I mean, what fantasy.
2: the hell are you expecting to do? Have it come out, I mean, for a major theatrical release, try and get some... Uh, Oscar nominees? I, I, it was catering uh, to its audience. I thought. It was I exactly guess. Was I mean, if,
3: if you're going to do something like that, I'd rather have like an, an original story or or something that was well, was written a bit better. Oh, I. I'm sorry. Fantastic. Four oh, oh, right. the, the the Silver Surfer one. No, that was horrible too. You have
2: you have Galactus looking like some big giant cloud in space. Look, I don't, don't want the Kamish being thing. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Actually, I see IRC really rounded out. So maybe we can do the Facebook Facebook Face Off tonight. To join the Iron Friends. By the way, do you have all of your uh, segments with you tonight? Uh, yeah. Actually okay, I good. About it. Excellent. So we're going out with a bang. Man, my ass is dragging today. I'm tired. It was a long weekend. It was a shitty weekend, too. It was a long day. I got there at like 7.30, busting my tail so I can get out in a decent hour, get home, do this. I actually spent half an hour in line, I told you this, getting gas, because it was 309 a gallon. Yeah,
3: you were telling me. Half
2: an that. hour at a speed weight. In the middle of the rush hour, I get off at West 150th, get gas, and I had to get back on here and come home. Oh, What does that tell you about
3: uh, gas? At 309,
2: you're like, oh my God! All I know is we were willing to crucify the last president when it got up that high. And it was for a lot less time. Mm-hmm. And no one said two words about it since it's been higher than this going on months now. Go figure. I
3: don't know. I, I don't Deep want to blue. say conspiracy, but uh, it, it just seems oh, always you know, strange that uh, whenever you know, the price goes up someplace else, everyone else seems to creep up a little remember bit.
2: Remember, it was because we were bombing Libya. Oh, the price is going up again because we get nothing from Libya. Look, bottom line is, dude, there is, and I, I'm not going to turn this into a whole political thing, and usually I support big businesses, but in this case, there's some collusion going on, man. If one goes up, they all go up. That's mm, bullshit. in an amazing
1: coincidence. Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, no, there's plenty of supply, and yet I'm paying four bucks a gallon. So Highlander 2, the worst movie ever. That would be Battlefield Earth, actually. Or actually, no, I, I take that back. That would be Batman and Robin
3: is the worst movie ever, in my
2: opinion. Oh,
3: I don't know, dude.
2: Oh, I thought Battlefield was pretty bad. Battlefield Earth is still bad. I still, ba- ba- I still and, feel bad. And
3: Highlander that. 2 is pretty bad as well. I still feel bad for that. Uh... Although, it's, it's, to be fair, uh, what happened with Highlander 2 was they filmed in Argentina. And during filming, like their economy like literally fell apart. To where, like, so it should
2: have been even cheaper to film. No, it was
3: just the opposite. Their, like in, Inflation went through the roof oh. and cost like a, a billion dollars for a loaf of bread, that kind of thing. So they basically, like the, the insurance company said, you're done. And the insurance company hired someone to edit the film based on what was there. <laughs> so obviously, you know, insurance people being the true visionaries of cinema that they are, obviously was going to craft a, a superior product.
2: So are we going to do the Riff Tracks for that one, I think? I would like, When I come back from vacation, I'd like to and I actually do that. All right. And actually do it. We should get uh, Baron over here, too. Okay. He's a smart ass. He'll be able to write some stuff. What was the one with Mr. Freeze and what's-her-face? That's that Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman, who I don't know what will happen to her. She kind of fell out the face of the earth. No, she did uh, Kill Bill. How many years ago was that? Four, oh, a couple years ago, five. yeah, but
3: Bat- Batman and Robin was nineteen ninety. Oh, by saying it my, my point is,
2: what, is she, what has she done since she Thurman has kind of disappeared? Wow.
3: Well. we all well, yeah, guess, yeah, after
2: after Kill Bill, yeah. Heard he's his, doing a movie now. Well, he's got he's got a, you know, he's got money to make. He's got a ten. Although I heard <laughs> his his kid just did a face plant and is in intensive care. Oh really? Yeah, some uh. th- surfing, I guess.
3: No, it's not Batman Forever. Batman Forever was uh, Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. It was Two Face,
2: and, the and that mother. was Val Kilmer. That was another horrible, shitty movie. Val Kilmer. Go although, I,
3: although to be honest, I, and I, I mean this, I think that Batman Forever is better than Batman Returns because I, I really, I, I just recently watched Batman Returns, and I was like, wow, this movie really is not good. I really did not like Batman Returns.
2: I see. I liked it. I could not stand Jim Carrey. I could not stand Tommy Lee Jones.
3: Oh, I, I didn't like the direction that Horrible. it went either. Horrible. Yeah. But comparing those two movies on their own, I, I think the other, I, I think Men* forever was a little better.
2: Go watch *The Blue Girl* live action. No. Uh, did they make a live
3: action? Yeah, there's there's live action.
2: I, I, I know the name. I don't have ever seen. It. What is *The Blue Girl*? It's it's I a hentai. It's, an anime. it's a what? It's it's a hentai. Okay, then I know I haven't seen. It's it. It's
3: like one of the most famous hentai ever. It's it's just you, like when you when you have okay. to ref, you have to refer to a hentai, you refer to. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. I heard
2: everybody tells me Bible Black. That's what I always remember. Yeah, Bible Black's another one. That one. So what makes this one so famous? because it's, it's
3: been around forever. Oh, and there's there's like 11 billion sequels to it. And they did a live action.
2: Why not? Exactly. Somebody told me they do cosplay porn. The the Japanese do some kind of cosplay porn. Will they have the chicks dressed up in whatever you know famous anime character and. I'm not surprised. Somebody at work was telling me that she was telling me that, uh, oh, yeah, Code Geass has her own cosplay for him. Like,
3: there's, uh, there, there's porn of everything. Are you going to
2: look over this stuff? I don't want to know this about you. It's one of the rules of the internet, which uh, we'll be talking
3: I... about later in the Quickening.
2: Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Empress going to the tentacle panel. Otakon. What? I should dress up as a giant tentacle. I got
3: uh, I, I got dragged into a showing of, um, what the hell was that show called? Gravitation, which is... Um, I, I always get the two terms mixed. It's the it's it, it's the the guy and guy. Is it is a yowie? Gay? Gay, yes.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you got dragged in there. I did. I didn't Slash even know. you were running to get there. Yes, you were exactly. in the front row. Oh, you! You're like you I want me. to be doing this panel.
3: You caught me. No, it wasn't a panel. It was a, a showing. There were. Oh, even better. They were showing. It was it was, it was like, a, like a premiere or something like so that. So
2: why were you there? Why was I there? Because why? I had
3: friends that wanted to go see it, and I didn't know what it oh, was. Oh, nice. I'm sure you did. I did? Yeah. I had friends wanting to go see, see it. it. It was, it was like, I don't I know, call know call what it, it is. I want And then it was like, oh, this is so stupid. So ridiculously stupid. Yeah.
2: So yeah. ridiculous. Yahweh equals gay Yuri. Yahweh. That's a, yeah, okay. So it, it,
3: it was. it's a Yahweh show. Right. It's about this band, and then the, the lead singers in love with the
2: manager and the managers in love with someone else and it's just
3: a bunch of crap.
2: Amber dressed up as God's gift to Dujin fanboys, the giant tentacle. I could dress up as giant tentacle and just say I'm from uh, maniac mansion. That would be yeah, the, yeah, the, the purple see, tentacle? There, yeah, or that would be green one. That would be great. I got an occasion I see him once in a while some people cosplay as that. that and I'm like there's nobody under the age of 30 that's going to get that reference. Funny now, uh, soul.
3: Speaking of that, I recently saw um, four guys dressed up as Dark Helmet. Colonel Sanders and two
2: uh, from Spaceballs
3: and two uh, grunts, or whatever you want to call them, with the and it looked fantastic. Really, it was perfect. The dark from huge, where huge giant helmet. It was some some sci-fi of okay. in the south. It's like huge giant helmet, and they had the Colonel Sanders outfit right with the with the big gray pointy vest, and they had the they had the they had the helmets molded perfectly really? too with the the guys with the white with the visor down. It was really funny.
2: Will says I'd probably pay money to see Amp go to an anime convention as a tentacle beast. You know what, I was going to, Mr. Payne was going to have me go in my Mario costume, but I I looked at the uh, weather for the weekend. Uh Fuck that, I am not wearing (laughs) my overalls. It's supposed to be, the the coolest it's going to be is 97 on Friday. Man, man. So yeah, Winora and uh, Biomed and all you guys, lots of sunscreen, lots of water. In fact, I remember you did one of the opening skits for Oticon one year. I I was one Something of the about, ri- I was I was one of the writers
3: of the very first opening ceremonies for Oticon.
2: One of the very first. I thought they always had opening ceremonies. No, no, they they, really? they,
3: they never had opening ceremonies until two thousand four, which hey, I was on that. This team is
2: the for. one that I saw was um, you were doing a don't drink pop because it makes you thirsty, and there was the uh, Saturday Night Live. Yep, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah that okay. was
3: yeah. I I wrote some of the Saturday Night Live. I wrote the opening skit. And uh, the one that you probably saw me in with the do's and don'ts, I didn't write that, but I acted in it, participated in it.
2: I don't think any speaking lines. No, not in that one. It didn't. So, know. were you just filling in that year on the for uh, as a volunteer or whatever, or how that worked? No, I, I, I was
3: on staff. I was on opening ceremony staff.
2: Yeah, how would you get into? It's my question. How did I get into it? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. Know somebody who knows somebody. someone? Yeah. basically, yeah, There was someone on staff, and they. Pitched the idea of an opening and closing ceremony, which Oticon has never done, and they agreed to do it. So they tapped me to help
2: write it. Now, have they done them since? Because no, I, yeah. I never go to them.
3: Yeah, it, every no. year. It's it's a real shame because uh, we were going to do it the next year, but this one girl that was on our staff like uh, sniped us from behind. I couldn't believe it. Like she she went boom the, headshot there. Like, we go. She she went like around the person in charge, the girl that I was telling you about, okay. and went directly to the the powers that be. And said that she could do it for even cheaper and better, so she made <laughs> yeah. her pitch, and they went with her to do it. And I, my opinion wasn't as
2: good. I don't. Again, it's opening ceremonies. I'll be honest; I don't know that a lot of people care because most people don't go to them. Yeah. To yeah. me, opening ceremonies should always start the convention before anything else is running. And I think when you have other panels going at the same time or prior, it it kind of takes. A break I agree. So it is kind of yeah. the start. Yeah. 10 o'clock on a Friday morning, by God, in main events is the opening ceremonies and everything follows. My
3: my philosophy is if you're going to do opening ceremonies, it needs to be big. Like when I think of opening yes. ceremonies, I think of the Olympics.
2: Yes. The, uh, it needs yes. to be,
3: It yes. needs to be. obviously you're not going to have something on that scale, but it needs to be grandiose and, right, and epic and a real feel of you know a big event it is starting. It
2: the, sets the pace for the
3: rest yes. of the convention. And, and if you can't do that or you don't have the energy for it or the money, then just don't do it. So, either do it big or go home or don't do it. That is my opinion.
2: I agree. What are uh, we looking at here? I'm getting the torrent for our show. Well, apparently, he couldn't put on like rapid share or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> okay, apparently. Hey, uh, you live in Cleveland too. <laughs> Want to come over and chill with me? <laughs> Lost in love 30, female 20.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: totally sure that's a real. I'm sorry. That's, but that's real right there. I can't hook up with somebody who misspells love. <laughs> sorry. Oh, denied. Jesus Christ. Maybe the, made the it a torrent? The biggest bit torrent. What is this? Like a porn site? Okay, here's another one. Hey, you live in Cleveland too? <laughs> wow. Simply, simply underscore
3: up for it. But she's 29. She's 29. Well, closer. Oh, that's closer. That's, that's, that's close enough, in my opinion. But, right, I, I, but ironically problem, enough, dude. she wrote the exact same thing as the other girl. It's almost like it's just some sort of random
2: thing that. No, it's on. not. They wouldn't lie to us, of course. What the hell is my? You know what? I don't even have a BitTorrent uh, program out here. I got to download Bitcomet. That sucks. That's useless. No, I don't. Download
3: a uh, uh, uTorrent. That's, that's put
2: the put on rapid, Put on something where I can actually download the thing. I, I don't have a RapidShare account, but that's all right. I'll, I'll get a. I'll get a torrent at some point and download it. You know so. And anyways, folks, it's after uh, seven o'clock. We need to take a break. I need something to drink in the worst way. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will uh, kick you over here to break. We'll be back here in about ten minutes, give and or take, and then we'll continue this phenomenal, award-winning show. Although we haven't won anything yet, it's just a matter of time, I figure.
0: Warning: This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised.
1: Reading Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sewer and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for Blastoise.
0: Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro meet
2: any day. See, how I would punish these assholes for the comments about the music if we were actually down here, but we were not. We were no. out getting, uh, you know, music, so... arms music. We're got, getting drinks, so... Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Emperor's Court here on Versaible Productions, Productions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. Ah. Uh, What What a way to come back from break. I guess you're going to play Catherine after finishing the show tonight. What does that mean? I don't know. What do you mean, Nymph? What's Catherine? I I, I don't know. I don't don't get the reference. I don't know. Question, what mount should my Blood Elf Hunter get, red or black? The other colors do not apply, so don't even think about them. Black. Black. Speaking of mounts, I was hoping to down a Nixia real quick before I go on vacation again to try and get the Nixia mount, but uh-huh. I don't know if we're gonna have the people on. We need at least five to do it. Oh, okay. 585s take down this this done this dragon used to be a forty man raid, but wow, now it's down to five. Yeah, you well, know, five eighty five. They her up to like eighty, so okay. Uh, I've got the the BitTorrent Little Rex. So I can't do it during the show though, because it'll throw everything off. So, Catherine is a game you will probably not play," says Barry. Okay, so All then right. the answer well, there you is go. no. <laughs> Never heard of the goddamn thing. Alright, so apparently I'm getting linked to whatever this Catherine thing is. So Catherine the Great, maybe? Uh, 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 is it well that's different. Is a
3: horror puzzle platformer adventure video game. By okay. Atlas, although
2: it looks like a porno looking at the picture. Um it is it says adult oriented. Okay. I do like Atlas. I mean a lot of the games they make, uh one of the, my favorite ones that they make is Dine. It's a uh, turn-based uh, war game, so. But no, I, I don't. Know. I, no, that I, doesn't I, seem like your cup of tea. No, it, it really is. No, I got frigging hiccups. <laughs> this is how I picture Emp playing Catherine. If Mystic Mim is around.
3: And we're going to take a look. Is
2: around or is not around? Is around. Okay. So he's probably,
3: it's probably someone hiding. and.
2: I'm hoping we have enough people on to make a quick run for Anixia, if not tonight, then tomorrow, because I got shit to do tonight. Cheat on your girlfriend with Catherine, yes or no? Ha. Okay. All right. So his girlfriend's lesbian. I, okay. Okay. Or bi. How that works. Could be. So, no. Sorry. Uh, the next chick that, actually, that I meet that is actually legitimately bi will be the first. Because they always say they are, but they're really not. Exactly. It's just a way I pick up guys. I'm, I'm convinced. Yes. All right. Um, something else that happened in World of Warcraft. Speaking of which, over the week that kind of pissed me off is we had another hacked account. This is the second one out. Of as many weeks, uh, one of our guys got hacked, and the gentleman who took it out of, uh, who took his account, started swiping stuff out of our bank. Oh, the clan bank, which pissed me off. Wow. So, it, you know what? This is not something new. I guess hacking the World of Warcraft accounts, uh, people never really get used to it. But, I mean, hacking in world of Warcraft games goes back to, I mean, in Blizzard games, goes back to, like, Warcraft 3. When, you know, there was a period about a year after the game came out where for six, seven, eight months, nobody could ladder. Uh-huh. Because the game was so uh, infiltrated with hacks. If you know the name uh, Shadow French, and I actually thought about writing this for my article Wednesday before I realized I don't have to because I'm not here. Right. The guy made, was notorious for making a map hack ability. You know, have the fog of war, you can't see what's going on he had one where you could see everything that was going on. Oh, and okay. any time that, that Blizzard would get off their fat asses and, and would remove that or put a patch in that would block it, uh-huh. he would make a new one within a day. Wow. You know, and it got so bad where, I mean, literally people stopped laddering altogether because it was there was blatant cheating going on. You could download, I mean, watch the replay later and see the guy was shadowing your moves, was following your army, was attacking your base when you weren't there, when he had no reasonable expectation... To think that you were not sitting in base, huh? And it took them like eight months before they started banning people left and right, and they they banned a small number, and then people went right back to hacking, right, you know, right after it. Jeez. It's the same thing in StarCraft II, albeit to a lesser degree. The point being that it's been consistent, it's been constant, and you know what? You never had these kind of problems with, with Ultimate Online or EverQuest or you know Dark Age of Camelot. And somebody said, "Well, that's because your World of Warcraft console worth money." Well, dude, you know what? Ultimate Online was worth money too. You can sell accounts, items, and castles for real money on eBay. Hell, the guy we knew, uh, a butcher from Reality Recess, uh-huh. made a fortune selling shit from EverQuest on eBay. Items. Wow. So we're talking twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year doing it. So no, I don't buy that. I believe Blizzard is just lazy. They don't care. They don't. Anyways, our guy eventually got most, not all, most of his stuff restored to him by Blizzard. Mm -hmm. But the damage was done. So it's gotten to the point now where I've taken bank privileges away from everybody because I don't know who to trust.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's a horrible way to run things because the bank is supposed to be open for clannies to come and get what they need and come and go as they please. Sure. Well, I can't do that anymore. And some people are kind of pissed. I'm like, you know what? That's fine, but I'm not going to let all of our stuff walk out the door. Because these people can't buy an authenticator. And that's what really pisses me off. That's why Blizzard really doesn't care. It's because they're selling authenticators. Rather than having that built in to keep their game. Here's what an authenticator is for The Because you're looking at me like you don't know what it is. I think okay.
3: I know what you mean, but go ahead and tell me.
2: It's a program you can get that you buy and they send it to you. And what it does is it will give you a random six digit number that you then type into your, when you log in, uh-huh. you need that to get your account to work. Oh, okay. Okay. All right.
3: Then I, I, I was on the right track then.
2: You can get them free for your phone, but that really doesn't work for the game itself. This is for like your armory. Right. The, you know what? That, to me, is nine because you have to buy a program from a company so that your account cannot get hacked.
3: Yeah. That that, that makes, should be provided yeah.
2: to you free of charge from that company because they're have, responsible
3: for it. You shouldn't even have to go that far to type in digits and everything. It, it should just be no. protected. Yes. Period.
2: Yes. Uh, right, whatever, I mean, it actually does work for the game. It, it, fine. The point is, unless you've got a, a smart mobile phone that you happen to have that app, you've still got to buy the damn thing. Right. That, to me, is irresponsible. You should not have to buy it to make the game run properly so that your information is secure. us want to know how to, not to get hacked? Don't click weird links. Don't go to weird sites. Don't buy gold power leveling and keep your antivirus updated. But you know what? I know people who don't do any of that and who do have antivirus, and it still happens. There are ways around that. For years, after I stopped playing the game, I would get those stupid phishing uh, phishing emails Uh saying, you know, your Blizzard account has been deactivated. You must go to this website and put in your password to reactivate. Two, three, four times a day. Wow. And I hadn't played in years. This went on for years. I've never gone to a website. i never bought gold. I've never, you know, got a power leveling service. I think I've downloaded one mod from Cursed, and that's it in the entire time I played. Wow. And somehow, they got my email from my Blizzard account. <sighs> <sighs> so, Amp, you forgot the porn sites. I, I don't go to porn sites. I, I mean, this is this is not brain surgery here, folks. Yeah. And even so, if that was the case, then why don't they hack into every other single game out there? It's because they're making money off the authenticators. They don't care. So, you know, not to mention the people doing the hacking obviously have to pay the $15 a month like everybody else yeah. to use the account to, you know, get the items and what have you. So it says it's Blizzard hacking their accounts to scare people into buying the authenticators.
3: I I wouldn't go that
2: all far. Right, yeah, that's, all right. that's a little too far. I mean, I'm not willing to put a whole lot past Bobby Kotick. Maybe that. Maybe. Do you use NoScript? What the hell is NoScript? I don't know. That's what Onan is asking. I don't know what that is. By the way, folks, we want to get your comments in for the mailbag. We're going to do it at the top of the hour. Emperor 1G at Cox.net. It's a hefty mailbag. Questions, comments, opinions, send them in. Anyway, so, of course, the Archbishop, Archbishop Shrigs has taken upon himself to browbeat everybody into buying authenticators. And it's very sad that it's come to that. And it says, ads on sites like Curse or MMO Champ or whatever have been abusing JavaScript weaknesses to transfer Trojans. Only no keeps you safe from everything. Well, I use Mozilla Firefox, which, to my knowledge, doesn't run scripts. So there's that. And I don't go to MMO Champs, and I think I've been accursed once, and that was four or five years ago on a different computer. Shriggs, by your logic, we shouldn't have to pay anything to keep our computers safe from hackers. Well, no, you shouldn't. But we're not talking about somebody hacking your computer for the computer. It's somebody hacking the program. And from what I understand, at least in this gentleman's case, it was a brute force hacking, meaning they somehow got his account name and then just use a random character generator program until they match up. Kind of like the game War Games where he has to use a launch code. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I'm sorry, that's bullshit, Shrigs. You're going to lose out on that one. Shrigs, we shouldn't have to pay for the good virus protection software. I agree, but you do. Okay, but you do. All right. The Authenticator, again, it's a different ballgame you should already have an antivirus program on your computer running. You shouldn't have to then go buy a separate one specifically for one particular game because they are inept or unable to or don't care enough to keep their game safe. Portis' last time he played was 2009. He still gets phishing emails. Wow. Curse is good for keeping keyloggers and spyware off their site and add-ons. So absolutely not. I disagree with that. No, I should not have to pay extra to make sure the game that I pay them for on a monthly fee, no less, runs properly and doesn't get hacked. That should be included in the $15 I pay. With an authenticator they couldn't hack by brute force. Sure they could. Absolutely they could. There's ways around that. There's ways around everything. Don't think because you have an authenticator you're 100% protected, especially not online at that time. I disagree. I disagree entirely. And i have for some time now uh let's see crack.com five classic games you didn't know had a what the fuck backstories and this was sent in by xavierson i don't Sanders? know oh, I no sakani sent this one <clears> I, I, I did think. not see yeah, oh, yeah okay in fact let me get back into my email here by the way folks again top of the hours mailbag emperor 1g at get your comments opinions everything in get them in now
3: speaking of email we are yes. going to have to log into mine so that i can actually read my yes uh,
2: segments that I'm from so fucking nicely. Sweden. All right, so apparently we have one of our Swedish listeners who has taken exception to me <laughs> saying that nobody in Sweden listens.
3: Well, apparently he... Well, we, we did say there was one listener. Apparently they're, they're, he's... Apparently, a, that's him. There you go. Oh, well, hey.
2: <laughs> there we go. One thing that kind of pisses me off, though, and I didn't realize this at the time... That's the YouTube. That's uh, YouTube. Damn it. Neither the Pirates nor the Orioles are in town this week, so I don't get to go to any baseball games. There's no uh, Orioles
3: games going on? No,
2: nope, they're right. away. Kind of pissed about that. Da, 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 da. What is over here? Documents. Documents. I always get that mixed up. Show stuff. Cool. And then we'll, about uh, what? Ten minutes. We'll do this article. Then we'll do how about stupid video game mode of the week? All right. We'll okay. Do we'll do that. In the meantime, back to what we were discussing a minute ago. The five classic games. Go. All right. A lot of classic arcade games have straightforward logical plots that
3: drive them. Turtle Dragon stole your woman, stomped mushrooms until he gets her back. That's cool. We're on board with that. But some of these other classic, seemingly self-evident games actually hid madness and dementia behind their fun, childless veneers. And number five, it's Donkey Kong. What we thought was going on, we all know the story of Donkey Kong, right? It's just the plot of King Kong, Japanified. <laughs> Giant ape escapes, kidnaps a woman, runs to the top of someplace high, is put in its ape place by a plumber who is entirely clear on his job description. The what-the-fuck backstory, except that Mario is the villain in Donkey Kong. I actually knew this. I looked it up. According to the game's manual, Donkey Kong was actually Mario's pet ape. Without even venturing into the shaky moral and legal issues of a primate ownership, it gets way worse from there. The reason Donkey Kong escaped in the first place was only because Mario was abusing him. That's <laughs> not our accusation. The manual spells that out plain as day. Donkey Kong is actually Mario's pet who was mistreated. He's beaten his monkey? The manual doesn't really get specific as to exactly how Donkey Kong was being abused, presumably because even jaded 1980s game designers figure there was some heavy shit to lay on a kid. But it's not hard to fill in the blanks. Here's a screen grab of Mario sticking Donkey Kong in a cage, chaining him up. And what's that in his hand? A whip. And yes, indeed, indeed, there's a whip with Donkey Kong in a cage. The poor beast suffered years of physical abuse and neglect. (laughs) Can you blame him for reacting poorly when he finally got a shot at freedom? We don't blame the abused dog if it bites the mailman. Can we blame Donkey Kong for grabbing Mario's girlfriend, Pauline? Safe to assume also an animal abuser, if only by proxy. (laughs) And simply running away? He didn't even hurt anyone. He just ran. And we all know what happens next. Mario, possessed by the invincibility of rage, hurdles every obstacle in the pursuit of his frightened pet. Barrels will not stop him. Fireballs will not stop him. Ramshackle construction sites will not stop him. Nothing will stop him, not even death, because he's got extra lives until he slowly but surely chases down the cornered, abused, terrified monkey and drops him from the top of a skyscraper. We should probably tell you that the Donkey Kong of today, the one that seems happy and healthy in all the current Nintendo games, Rare made a very specific point of mentioning he's not the original Donkey Kong. That's his son. Now, they're not saying outright what happened to the original Donkey Kong, but it's best not
2: to look too closely between the lines. I remember playing Donkey Kong Jr. for the uh, Coleco.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll probably find Mario there, covered in ape blood, screaming in unearthly fury. At number four, it's Super Street Fighter 2. What we thought was going on, a bunch of characters fighting one another in a martial arts tournament. That's a wholly encapsulated backstory right there. Here are some dudes and some dudettes. They're in a tournament. They'd like to win said tournament and plan on doing so via the liberal application of punching. It's like blood sport, but without the fireballs. So we're done here, right? Well, the what, what the fuck backstory is you get hints of crazy throughout the game especially if you were the kind of lonely child who played fighting games single player and actually saw the endings. But the depth and complexity of Street Fighter's completely needless backstory still might surprise you. To find it, you need to grab the character bios from the obscure Street Fighter role-playing game. Here's a glance to give you a hint of the scope of M. Bison's backstory, for example. There's a picture right there. M. Bison, the man holding the tournament, who you thought was just kind of a dickhead, maybe a dickhead with some kind of military background, actually has a larger agenda. He's only hosting the matches in the first place so that he can corrupt the street fighters with his psychic abilities. All that crazy shit he can do in the game, like flying horizontally and bursting into flames or wearing obscure, absurd power lesbian shoulder pads, it's all the result of psychic abilities that he's developed ever since he found a meteor in a cave and started sleeping above it. I'd do it if I could fly. Bison also has an evil organization known as Shadowloo, which he took over with the help of his power meteor, and the whole point of his plan to psychically corrupt martial artists is to eventually recruit them into said organization. How does this weirdness affect the actual gameplay? Well, let's look at Cammy. Cammy, of course, is that uh, blonde Australian chick. If you're the kind of person oh, who English. worries about no, she's Australian. Oh, whatever. If you're Same the kind thing. of person who worries about spoilers for a 20-year-old fighting game, you should probably not listen right now. We suggest visiting What's Wrong with mypriorities.com. If you beat the game with Cammy, she's revealed to be a double double agent. That is to say, she thought she was working for Brit. Ah! Oh, I thought. I swore she was Australian. In Kentucky is part of the Confederacy. She going, bitch. I swore she was part of the. Con- oh, that is to say, she thought she was working for the British Special Forces as an undercover agent in the competition, but that's only because she has amnesia. In reality, before she lost her memory, she actually was a member of Shadowloo, as well as M. Bison's brainwashed lover. When Street Fighter takes place, Cammy is 19. According to her backstory up there, she suffered her bout of amnesia, the one that made her forget her torrid love affair with bison starting at age eighteen. Which means that fun little fighting game around you just played, when you where you thought the story was beat that guy because you're supposed to beat that guy. Yeah, that was actually the brutal revenge of a psychologically traumatized amnesiac with sexual identity issues, <laughs> punching dudes while wearing a thong falls a little outside of even Great Britain's fairly <laughs> (laughs) freaky sexual norms, against the psychic pedophile that hypnotized and molested her as a child. Wasn't that fun? Put it in another quarter, kids! (laughs) At number three, it's Centipede. What we thought was going on, Centipede was a typical 1980s top-down shooter, kind of like a Space Invaders variant. The player controls a small ship at the bottom of the screen, and the goal is to shoot a giant centipede that descends towards you from the top of the screen. In the player's way are a bunch of mushrooms that can be blown up to clear space to hit the thing, and some other bugs like spiders, scorpions, and fleas. The -the what-the-fuck backstory. The arcade game itself offers no story, and why would it need to? You're a spaceship fighting freaky alien bugs, enough said. But then the console version came out, and it included an official comic book that explained the plot in surprising depth. See, in reality, your ship is actually an elf with a magic wand. I did not know that. I did not know that either. That's news to me. What the fuck? According to Atari, the elf, your ship, is named Oliver. And he lives in a magical forest with his pals, the centipede, the spider, the flea, and the scorpion. What? This is a game about murdering your friends? And we're not going to read the whole comic, but they show the whole comic. All of your bug pals turn to evil when a wizard decides he wants your wand and hypnotizes the creatures of the forest into attacking you and stealing it for him. Now, you're not a monster. These are your friends here, after all. So your magic wand doesn't outright kill them. It only transforms them into toadstools. You know, toadstools, like those ones you have to shoot through and explode to hit the centipede before it reaches you. Oh, boy. (laughs) So all that fun you were having just now, blasting away, nimbly dodging bullets, and raining hellfire into your enemies. Well, the only reason they were there weren't tears streaming out of that tiny elf ship the whole time is because there wasn't enough memory to render them back then. Oh, and the wizard that (laughs) caused all of this? Nowhere to be found in the game. Even though the comic gets a happy ending, at no point does that happen in the actual gameplay. There's no final boss scenario here, no ultimate showdown with the guy who ruined your life. There's just an endless cycle of death and tragedy as you mow down wave after wave of the things that used to be your friends. So in a way, Centipede was the very first survival horror game. Coming in at number two is Double Dragon. A classic. What we thought was going on: two brothers, Billy and Jimmy Lee, wander the, the streets of New York, headbutting punks until they died from too much headbutting because it was the 1980s and that's just a Tuesday night. <laughs> As of incentive, the punks also took your girlfriend and you really want her back because she never wears a skirt that covers her entire butt. The what the fuck backstory. The enemies in Double Dragon aren't just another example of 1980s Jap- Japanese misunderstanding of what the punk movement was all about, the game is actually supposed to take place in the post-apocalypse. And really? Billy and Jimmy aren't just chisel-jawed dudes who, act, who, who like ass as much as they like tank tops. They're both <laughs> supposed to be martial arts masters protecting a sacred and secret style. And the woman, she's not just your helpless girlfriend. She's also an instructor named Marion who also teaches at the martial arts school, presumably as master of flashing butt-cheek <laughs> style. The manual also makes a specific point of mentioning that, though she's Billy's girlfriend, Jimmy has a thing for her, too. Although the setting and character relationship changes do explain some things, now that we think about it, if we're talking post-nuclear war, then these freaks that you fight in Double Dragon suddenly make a hell of a lot more sense. We just chalk them up as sloth ripoffs from the Goonies, with what pop culture of the time still riding high and all. And then there's the very fight at the end, after the Lord Humongous analog up there goes down in flames to your totally spiritual, repeated face kneeing karate style, this happens. That's right, it's uh, Let's Fly, one player versus two player. It seems totally random at the time, and as kids, we just rolled with it because fighting is the best. However, in one of those text scenes that our impatient thumbs flew past, it's revealed that Jimmy is actually the one who secretly kidnapped Marion. So what you saw through Child's eyes is a fun little section where you finally get to fight each other, you now know is a possibly post-rape struggle between brothers in a society that collapsed, <laughs> leaving violence and death as the only loss. <laughs> Suddenly, there is something just a little less innocent about the tied-up woman on the wall wearing two-thirds of a skirt. <laughs> and finally, the number one wow! What I've, the fuck story? I didn't even know there was a story for awesome. this. Awesome, Arachnoid. This game. Yes, Arachnoid. What we thought was going on—it's single-player Tetris pawn. This can have a story. The I remember playing, playing this in the story. arcades
2: when with oh, boy used to go to bowling.
3: We were all sticky-fingered, not get riddle-and-addled kids, so you were too busy mashing the start button to ever watch an intro. But if you watched the intro for Arachnoid, you know that the paddle is actually supposed to be a spacecraft called the Vaus, which is trapped in space, warped by someone. According to this, uh, what does it say? The era and time of this story is unknown. After the mothership Arachnoid was destroyed, a spacecraft, Vaus, scrambled away from it, but only to be trapped in space, warped by someone. <laughs> You'd also know that Arachnoid was the name of the destroyed mothership where all your friends and co-workers just died, and the block breaking is actually your attempt to escape Space Warped, some kind of metaphysical quantum hell prison, which due to graphical limitations looked like a bunch of shipping containers in a grass field. Imprisoned and abandoned, (laughs) you're forced to fight your way to Doe, the mysterious someone that initially trapped you in Space Warped. After 32 levels of bouncing a ball off a paddle, Doe finally appears as a giant head. Giant Easter Easter Island head, apparently. So if you did just mash that start button, foolishly thinking you didn't need a sci-fi novel to understand your ping-pong game, and still managed to reach the last level. This is how it went down. There you were, just cruising along, thinking you've got a pretty good sense of the game. It's basically just destructive handball, (laughs) right? And then, bam, smug space head out of nowhere. Wait, what? Literally everything up to this point has been in block form. What the hell is this head thing? Now it's attacking you. And if it did keep it enough together to overcome your stunned confusion and defeat the head, the game abruptly ends and this pops up. Dimension controlling Fort Doe has now been demolished and time started flowing reversely. Vaus managed to escape from the distorted space, but the real voyage of Arachnoid in the galaxy has only started. And then your brain implodes. This has
2: got to be a bad translation,
3: right? Yeah, it looks like uh, you know, an AD 20 you know, war was beginning kind of thing, yeah.
2: So, and, wow. I didn't even know Arachnoid had a story. I didn't either. I just, I just thought it was a pretty cool game. Well, I, I learned a couple new things. I did not know Centipede had a story. I didn't know uh, Arachnoid had a story. And now I think back on it, yeah, I didn't really understand Double Dragon was brother versus brother. No, I didn't realize that either. So, yeah.
3: Although now I think about it, it does make sense because I've seen the cartoon Double Dragon. Have you? And that does happen. The, the brother works for, like, the evil corporation kind of thing.
2: Huh. Okay
3: but having never played double dragon in years i say well, decades yeah i don't remember
2: i remember double dragon was it, uh, was it uh, bad
3: dudes final yeah bad dudes and then final was It was a final fight or fatal fight fatal fury it might be fatal i don't know it was the one where like you could either pay, play as like the boyfriend or the dad who was the mayor and he like rips off his shirt and he's like got 2% body fat <laughs> it's like crazy uh, he doesn't have a six pack, he has like a cube. Kind of like the dark story of Missile Command.
2: Again, I I, I don't know didn't the really yeah. no Missile Command had a story. Or the less popular same version called Atlantis for the old Atari, which I have by the way. Really? It's the same thing except it's underwater. Aha. Well, so. Oh, I thought it was about communists. Missile Command? Could be. Could be. Wouldn't surprise me fucking communists all right do we want to do the mailbag or do we want to do the uh stupid video game over the week it is entirely up to you sir let us do the apparently balance break number 12 is up i saw number 11 i think or stranded in the desert of canadia let's take a look let's let's see hang on just reading this why would we want to go and fuck that why would i want to uh, get them out of siege let him stay there. Uh, just do a search. For...
3: Okay. <clears throat> right, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm still impressed because I'm not in it yet.
2: Right. But at least things are progressing. But no, I don't I don't see why I would care that they were under siege in Colorado. No, that, that doesn't them. seem
3: like you. You'd be no. like, all right, two less people to
2: worry about. That's right. <laughs> if they're not me and mine, then I don't care. They don't fly our flag, so... Okay. uh, What are we doing? You know what? Let's do the mailbag because you just read all that. Okay. So, catch your breath, and then we'll do the uh, stupid video game moment. Sounds good. All right, folks. You've last chance. Send your comments, questions, opinions, anything into the Emperor1G at Cox.net. It is time for the mailbag.
1: The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth
2: looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces.
0: You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces?
2: All right. Unlike the quickening, you can always send your comments to me. They just won't have a funny response. Usually <laughs> they're pretty, you know, serious. Uh, this is from uh, Tech Priest. Oh, and that was me from Sweden, backslash tech Priest. So that was quick. Let's see. Hello, Imp, and the other guy. What? As you probably know, we had a little incident in Norway on Friday. And it is horrible and all that. But how do you feel about this person who wanted to wear his homemade night uniform to the court meeting regarding his prison uh, while waiting for trial? I think it's supposed to be trial. And that he wanted to read his manifest to the judge because it was a stage and a time for him to shine. What do you think about this weird behavior? Your opinions are normally very harsh, so I think you have a great insight uh, to comment on this. Well, he's, he, he's Norwegian, so it's not his first yes. language. So we'll... Kwame from the Outland in the EU. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm, I agree with the judge, because the judge shut it to the public. He knew this asshole was going to go up there try and try and spew forth. Make a speech? Yes, in front of the cameras and all that. Uh-huh. So he was smart enough to go ahead and clamp down on that and not give this guy the stage. I just fry the asshole. He thinks he's the reborn of the Knights Templar.
1: Really? Oh, oh yeah, that's no, no. He,
2: yes, he's trying to ignite a new crusade against the Muslims. Apparently, he failed at basic history, <laughs> not knowing why the Crusades were created in the first place. Right, and it wasn't to hunt down every last Muslim. It was to protect fucking pilgrims who were being hunted by Muslims. The, te-
3: the Templars,
2: yes, uh, the Crusades in general. That's why they were launched. But the Templars specifically, yes, that was their original intent. Again,
3: failure. You mean the First Crusade wasn't to uh, restore the Holy Land to Christendom? That's no, what I thought. It the
2: was. First Crusade was launched because Constantinople was under siege by Islamic forces. I remember that, yeah. And because. The pilgrims, anybody who's Christian making, trying to go to the Holy Land was either, was either being, A, bullied, B, killed, or forced to pay a humongous tax in order to go there on pilgrimage. Uh-huh. So the Pope figured, all right, you got, A, all of our pilgrims are being kind of pushed around, bullied, and killed, and B, they're beating the shit out of a Christian empire that's being Constantinople and the Byzantines. They're at the gates. That's why they launched the First Crusade. Dude, that,
3: that's so weird because I've always thought that the Pope didn't like Constantinople because they didn't acknowledge his authority. I mean, I I don't think Christian. the Great Schism had happened yet. That happened in like ten well, ninety.
1: There was a couple of
2: them.
1: Um, the Great Schism. It's is certainly
2: possible. However, I think the Pope was was uh, you know sharp enough to realize if Constantinople falls, fuck. Right here they come. So much like Charles Martel, Charles Martel stopped them in France, it's the same thing here. No, I believe it was Emperor Alexis. I'm trying to wrap it up in my head. I think that's the case basically was begging for help. Mm. And actually, some of the crusades that were launched were to help him out. And of course... Or Except help for out the one where the, they took over. Right, the fourth one. Yeah. As, and they didn't go after Constantinople originally. It's just they got that far. Their original target, if I remember correctly, was taken. Or they couldn't get to it. They're like, all right, well, fuck it. Since we're here, let's take Constantinople. Right. So, yes. So there you go. So a uh, failed history. I'm glad they didn't give him his... his uh, 15 minutes of fame, and put him on the the stand, let him talk. Because that's what he wanted. The guy's just trying to make a martyr of himself, so just take him out of the, the equation. All right. Hey, Empen Highlander, I'm a long-time listener and first-time writer and IRC jetting person. If there was a call for quickening questions earlier, here's mine. Okay. I just opened a Willy Wonka chocolate bar, and I won a golden ticket. Only took one bite out of it by accident and a bit of the tape, and that's fine. But it only said I could take one other person. Should I take my hot girlfriend or my very old grandfather on a ride to the chocolate factory? Okay, that's... That's That's from Will Thien. That's incredibly easy. Most people mispronounce the pseudonym. It's Will F E N.
3: Oh, you must... If you're a long-time listener, you must know the first rule. But
2: he's not correcting me because I actually, you know, I haven't really read his name. He, he's not correcting me for mispronouncing. He's saying, here's how my name is pronounced.
3: Okay. So so, so hi- does does that slide that? Yeah,
2: I think he's more uh, trying to assist as opposed to, uh, as opposed to correcting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It, it is your rule so you, you can apply it how you So we things. still have Master Quief and who's the other one we had? Uh, uh, the, uh, the hell do we call him? Somebody other like Guzzler, didn't we? I don't know. Okay. Doesn't matter. So,
3: um, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious if you're going to, if you're going to ride the chocolate factory, you always ride the chocolate factory with your hot girlfriend, because if you're going to be riding the chocolate factory yes. with your very old grandfather, yes. not only is that disgusting, it's probably incest. And I believe that's illegal in most countries.
2: However, if you weren't going down that dark road that Highlander's mind clearly went down, if the movies tell us anything, take the grandfather because you walk out the chocolate factory at the end. Okay. I guess that's true. And I'm from fucking Sweden. Emp Tech Priest, who signed that one and still signed the one in.
3: Two listeners.
2: Homer Alvarez wants to be friends with you on Facebook. Uh, Bump, bump, bump. All right, we'll come back to you, sir. (laughs) Great leader. I have heard people discussing earlier that you have somehow gotten your marvelous hands on a Dell UltraSharp 30 inch monitor. So I have two part questions. First, how did you get this monitor? And second, has it been turned to gold yet by the mightiest touch of your glorious hands? Jeez. The best video game player in the universe, Solex. Playing right into his hands. Uh, but uh, getting back to that first part there. Well, oh, um, hang on. i got to pull his nose out of my ass because he's exactly. very comfortable to sit Jeez. on. All right, there we go. It's okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Okay.
3: Am I to assume that you have a Dell UltraSharp Sharp 30 inch monitor?
2: We bask in its glow every You mean time we this, do this thing right this here? This giant the- TV like monitor, which i got to tell you, Highlander. If this thing burned out, I would fucking stop playing games. To. I, no, hand to God. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Over here, I cannot use it. I've tried. I cannot go back having had this. Yeah. Bar none you is the greatest spoiled, thing yeah. I've gotten absolutely. for gaming of any kind.
3: I'm, I'm just, I'm. we don't have to go through the joke, but I'm just curious. How much, like if you actually wanted to buy that? Looked it up because I want to buy a second for this.
2: Uh uh-huh. They're going for $1,500.
3: $1, I cannot find
2: them cheaper than 1500 I can find the you old version of like this cheaper than that. for a grand. Man, that's crazy. And actually, you can go and look up the award-winning uh, video. It's now on YouTube, so you guys can go look at that to uh, enjoy. So, that's right, Sakani's so the one who sent us the uh, what-the-fuck game moments, which we just did. Greetings, almighty oh emperor from the Archbishop Shrigs. As the title goes, Minecraft is now capable of supporting battleground-like scenarios, and the VTW server now sports a capture-the-flag battleground and a king-of-the-hill battleground. We've accomplished this by having a separate world to house buildings that can be used for battlegrounds. Now for the fun part. As I type this, we are discussing how to use the Cult of the Emperor Castle for a capture and hold point battleground. What could be more epic than the Cult of the Emperor members defending their God-given castle from invaders? I'll tell you. We have a copy saved of the old Cult of the Emperor Castle and are discussing how we could create an Alterac Valley-style battleground with both castles. This is a call to arms for all Call to the Emperor members and Emperor's Court members to join our Minecraft server and build some battlegrounds in the name of the God King. Here's a suggestion, Highlander. <laughs> yes, please. Why don't they take the old one, yes. turn it into Highlander's Palace, and then use the new one as mine. There you go. Now oh, you have yeah. capture the flag, Highlander's side and mine. I am, I am liking this idea more and more. I think that would be very awesome. On your last show, this new one, Voyar saying that he hasn't found the guy who was looking forward to Duke Nukem. I am here. I was, and my reason was that I had never played a Duke Nukem game and knew he was a video game legend. Wow. You didn't play Duke Nukem 3D? or Wow, oh, okay. No, he
3: might be really young. I mean, he, he, oh, so
2: what? You go get he that? He doesn't
3: capitalize things. You so go get that you mod, you, know. you
2: play. You download that uh, uh, ROM, and you play it. I also didn't know how long it had been in development till a friend of mine told me on release day. It was, I was very disappointed with it. It has some good puzzles and one-liners. However, after 12 fucking years, it should have been good. But it isn't, is what Duke should have said from the Dark Crusader.
3: Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have released it. It was, it, it was, it was almost like uh, Star Wars Episode I. It was, it was a better idea that they would talk about, and it's in the back of your mind. But then yeah. when it actually comes out... Your expectations are coming I
2: think cashed. basically what it was, it was just a finally here it is type thing. Let's cash on the, the infamy of this thing. Right. For, cause remember, it was bought up by a different company. Yes. So I think that's what, I mean. I'm sure it's what it was. If they really want to knock our socks off, they'll develop a brand new game from scratch for the Duke, Duke and franchise. Yeah. All right. Dear Emperor, what is your opinion of hipsters? Specifically, what do you think of the I have a Mac and a pair of fake glasses? I'm such a nerd variety. See example, and he shows me YouTube. I don't know who most of these people are, but I don't really want them taking the title of nerd away from me, simply because it makes them feel edgy. Sincerely, Hobo Joe. <sighs> Hipsters taking,
3: but taking the title of nerd.
2: You know what? Earlier this week, I read a story about how Justin Timberlake was at comic-con which he's never gone to before okay because he's pimping out a new movie of his that's coming out that's the one with no, uh, no different, Mila Kunis, one. Different, oh, a different one, one? Different okay one. uh some kind of sci-fi thing
3: okay no, okay. so then that makes sense what
1: And do? he goes
2: on he's like yeah I, you know i want to release my inner geek i would be here dressed up even if i didn't have to come here you know for the movie and i think to myself you wouldn't be caught dead here these are not your people you have nothing in common with any of these people you're here to advertise your movie that, to me, is a hipster. Somebody who now sees the technology and gaming has caught up and gone mainstream to the fact where everybody now does it. And it's becoming more increasingly uh, uh, evident that if you don't play games, if you don't buy into technology, your phone, the TV, Netflix, you know, Apple Store, mm-hmm. shit like that, you are on the outside. You are no longer normal. Yeah. That is what a hipster is to me. And that is what I think is Hobo Joe's referring to. It's like... When they opened up um, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Uh huh. And all the yuppies that now go to the dog pound. The dog pound at Old Municipal Stadium, they knifed people in there. They brought their own alcohol. You don't oh, yeah. go to the dog pound unless you were looking for a fight or you were really yeah. hardcore.
3: They would throw batteries and everything yes, at the dog yeah. biscuits and everything yeah. else.
2: Now, it's family friendly. No swearing. Please don't yell. It's the same thing with Jacobs Field opened up. All right? It was a place, to, I mean, these days, the only people going are fans of the of the, of the right. Indians. For the first five or six years, oh, they were there because the team was winning and because it was the place to be,
3: yeah, because, to be seen. because the Browns weren't there and the Indians yes. were a good team. So that was the place they to be. They weren't
2: baseball fans. They weren't Indians fans. They didn't give a fuck. They were there because that's, what, that's the ticket everybody wanted. Because everybody wanted to be at the new stadium with the team that was winning. Yeah. It's the same thing. They're trying to graft themselves onto this. That, to me, is the hipster. Somebody who's, you know, the the now has and I'm glad you bring up a Mac because Apple somehow seems to have taken over that that part of it. it's part of the mystique now it's part of the image. You know, I don't mind of Microsoft or Windows. I'm on the outside. I'm going to use a Mac because everybody else uses a Windows. I'd say, it, say it's always been like that, but, you know. Go More ahead, so now. It's the same people like, you know, in Ohio well, you know, City I, or I, Tremont. These asshole guys, are, <clears> they <throat> want to live up the the, the uh, Sex in the City lifestyle. They're paying $1,500, $2,000 of rent for a brand new apartment or a re, you know renovated 1920s house in Tremont. It's in the middle of a fucking ghetto. And they're everywhere just because they want to live downtown and be where all the action is. Want to go down to West 6th. That, to me, is a hipster. Okay. Continuing on. It's loading. But are we continuing on? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Thought you might be interested in this for the pre-show, and this is... Yes, I downloaded this. It's a 10-megabyte file. It's huge, too. Good Um, lord. It's huge. That's going to take you forever. This is Shrig sending me something. and In fact, I thought I downloaded it. I guess I didn't and uh, we'll get it later. Uh, apparently it was, there's a new thread going now in uh, the VTW forms for punishment music. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for new suggesting uh, suggestions, for new suggestions for punishment. New suggestions for I don't do it as much anymore. I would have done it today for all the bitching and whining I saw had I actually made it home in a decent time. And now my mailbox is moving particularly slow.
3: Is that because you tried to download that thing?
2: No, it's because it's Cox. It was moving slow before that. So, oh, okay. I just have to wait for it to kick in here. So bear with me, folks, as now I wait for the email to stop lagging. This is really annoying. You should get a new email. Okay, I'm closing it down. I'm going to have to reopen it here. Dooby dooby doo. Speaking of which, i got to print out my tickets for OtaCon. They're in my email. It's a
3: great idea. I think I'm going to steal that for WorldCon. I, I highly recommend it. Not going to lie.
2: All right. Emp, uh, once I have recorded a few podcasts, I will need a website to post them on. Do you know of any websites that I could do that? Also, everyone appears to have code names on your show. I would like Ghost. Isn't that another rule? From I... Ghost. P.S. Here's a story Highlander might like. My first name comes from the film Highlander, and that's from Mr. Connor. Uh, yeah, you do not name yourself. Yeah yeah
3: and that's I, that's what i thought that that's a really old rule it hasn't really come up that often no it
2: hasn't and it's not i mean because people really usually have a handle when they come into it yeah. it's not really a code name or they,
3: or they don't uh advertise like everyone must now call me I suppose peaches if there's, if
2: there's one thing i kind of took away from jim rome because i, I you know i i opinion on him has gone a complete 180 you don't gloss yourself you don't give yourself a name you're not ghost now we must give you a new name <laughs> what should we oh, name mr boy. connor here who i oh. believe is a younger gentleman what should we call it, Connor? It can't be ghost. Got to be something else. Pork swordsman. pork swordsman. But we've got the we've got uh, uh, Master Queef, and we got something other Guzzler, don't we? Or Gargler, wasn't it? Ball Ball Gargler. Ball, yes, thank you, Ball thank Gargler. You. So
3: we should vote on Ghost's new name. Uh, it, it seems like everyone is in agreement that Pork Swordsman, and it, it does sort of fit with Highlander in a. Roundabout way, because it, it does include swords in the name.
2: That's true. And i try to remember, it wasn't Pork Swordsman one of the names we have for Master Queen? That was yeah, owned, that, not that, was, ones. that was one of the uh, rejected Let's names. Let's see. Dick, B, Dick Bag? No, we already have a Beefalo. We already have that. <laughs> so we got Dick Bag or we got Pork Swordsman. Uh, and the problem is, once you actually have a name, it takes like an act of Congress to get it removed. <laughs> it's kind of like a Navy SEAL <laughs> thing. Once you've got it, you've got it. Let's see. Uh,. Frog snatch. I, all right. Fe, all right. <laughs> there can only we'll be, be one, one pork, pork swordsman. swordsman. So if that was given to me. See, that's right. You were glossed. You were given the name. All right. Well, let's take a vote. All those who vote for pork swordsman, go ahead and vote at IRC. We'll do it one, one, and two, and three. Sausage queen has been around. That was only that one. That was a one and done. That guy never came back. Yeah. The butt burglar.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like butt burglar. That's pretty funny. A little spelled wrong. Ass Goblin? Donut Puncher? Donut puncher. Highlander, I got to think, we're the only people who treat our listeners like this. Isn't it weird? I know. We must and have it like a co- sadomasochistic audience. <laughs> and it just keeps like, getting bigger, and there's shut more up, every Dick fucking week. Yes, sir! Donut punchers got donut, a bunch. Donut, I don't, don't know. I think that's kind of in know. the lead. Buck yeah. burglar. Uh, that's a two-horse race now. <laughs> All right. I'll vote for... Okay, everybody vote for Donut Puncher. Vote now. We're, just, we're polling IRC here to see what this gentleman's new name is going to be. Pork Swordsman's still hanging around. All right, Highlander, you've got to make the call. I mean, there's... Boy, that's, that's tough because both
3: of them are, are really good. Yes,
2: they are. Well, well, remember the name for the next person who pisses us off, which I'm sure won't be long.
3: Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Pork Swordsman. All right. It was my uh, first inkling that that would be Connor,
2: your new name is not Ghost. It is now the Pork Swordsman. Congratulations.
3: And then we'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, pencil in Welcome Donut Puncher Pork, for, for the next poor fool who dares break the rules.
2: And there's Digit's photo. I told her I didn't believe this was actually her. I required her to take a picture of her holding a sign that says, Hi, Amp and Highlander okay bonus points of topless but i don't think we're going to get it
1: no so if she so. can just
2: take a photo with that then i'll buy into it okay because there is some question based on her um uh, youtube videos i see i don't know why but there is so i said fine that's what you gotta do hi guys uh, okay that's from none left which we're not going to read because that's for this coming week let's see what else i thought i had a couple more from last week that's let's quite see. A bit there we, we have. go there we go
1: okay
2: i do have more I found this article. Some of the sayings are just background, but others are perfectly fine, and their mention makes me rage at the Brits who thinks it's improper. Uh, this one's sent from Mister Sullivan. Uh, this is comments made by British people. I don't. I don't know. Let's see.
3: Or like the way I've always
2: Americanisms. Fifty of your most noted examples.
3: Oh, things that like we say over here that they, don't, are, that they don't. The get.
2: magazine's recent piece on Americanisms entering the language in the UK. Prompted thousands of you to email examples. Oh, okay. So our Lexicon, lexicon is taking over in the UK.
1: Oh, oh,
3: right. the irony. Interesting. Uh, let's see. When people ask for something, you often hear "Can I get a?" It infuriates <laughs> me. I have to admit, it's kind of weird. It's not New York. It's not the '90s. You're not in Central Park with the rest of the friends. Really. Uh, the next time someone tells tells you something is the least worst option, I've never heard, I that. heard that one either. Yeah. Um, the phrase I've watched seep into the language is two-time and three-time.
2: Three-time champion, two-time champion. Have the words
3: double, triple been totally lost? Shut your fucking mouth. Um, using 24-7 rather than 24 hours, seven days wow, a week. You, you can complain about that? Uh, the one I can't stand is deplane, meaning to disembark an aircraft. I Used don't know the phrase. Okay. You'll be able to deplane momentarily. I've heard that before. Uh, to wait on instead of wait for <laughs> when you're not a waiter. Okay. Um, it is what it is. Uh, dare I mention the fanny pack? No, no, no one over here says fanny, fanny pack pack, anymore. That's from like the like early nineties. Yeah. Touch base. Okay, I use it that all time. Makes me cringe. I use that. Physicality, oh. a real word. Uh, Transport. Transportation. You got what's a problem with transportation? What's wrong with transportation? The word I hate to hear is leverage. But yes, leverage I hate leverage too. rather than lever. Oh, okay. We say leverage. They say leverage.
2: I don't give a fuck no, what so they are. Pa-
3: Apparently they say...
2: So now, now they're emulating Americans by saving leverage. Yes. Well, congratulations. At least we've got the Queen's English correct.
3: Uh, does nobody celebrate a birthday anymore unless we all turn 12 or 21 or 40? Well, what was, what's the alternative? Uh, celebrating a
1: birthday. I it's celebrated like c- 21. I celebrate 40. C- celebrating stupid.
3: your 21st birthday. Okay, that's gay. Uh, I caught myself saying shopping cart instead of shopping trolley. <laughs>
2: So they say uh, yeah. shopping trolley over okay, there. Okay, guess what? That's, That's even gayer. No
3: wonder they're saying cart. Uh, what kind of word is gotten that makes me shudder? Uh, I'm good for I'm well. Oh, Christ in heaven. Take out rather than take away. So like take out food or take away food. Bangs? They don't like bangs? Uh, Cut your bangs? A half hour instead of half an hour. Okay. <sighs> Heads up. Yeah. <laughs> For example, is in a business meeting. Let's do a heads up on this issue. I've never, I've never.
2: Heard right, look, we're not going that. through all fifties. We'll be here all day, right? All right so the, the point is, the British are a bunch of retards. Got it? No, it's it's the well, it's, some of them aren't. Some of them are. No, those are all American, but they're complaining about our Americanisms in Britain. They're a bunch of retards. No, but the, the whole article was about British people starting to use them. That's my point. So, compl- so some if of the people okay. who are complaining about it are a bunch of retards. Oh, okay. Who okay gives sorry, a shit? I thought I thought yes. you were doing
3: a blanket statement. Like, oh, I was like no, some of them are using American. It,
2: All okay. right, Leif sent us a bunch of articles. A couple of them we actually are getting to. Uh, I am going to delete that. So we've got that. I was listening to the podcast of your last show and remembered you mentioning Voltron. I don't remember if you asked if it was next to be remade or if not, or if you hoped it wasn't, but it has been. And then he shows me a Wikipedia to Voltron Force.
3: Voltron Force is a new version of the 1980s. Uh, when, is it, when did it come out?
2: Which, June 16th. It uh, oh, just started.
3: It's scheduled for... Oh, wow. It just, yeah, it just started June yeah. 16th. Exclusively on Nicktoons.
2: I have not seen it. I was uh, not aware I, of it.
3: I don't watch Nicktoons. And don't care. You don't care? I, I'd probably watch uh, one episode. I, mean, I might watch Speaking it. Speaking of which, there's a uh, Marvel anime coming out on uh, G4.
2: Yes, I saw Iron that, Iron
3: Wolverine, and uh, there's a third... Yes, Anderson's and the question shared.
2: is, will they be able to get them or actually roll them out before G4 collapses and goes under, so...
3: They're not going to collapse.
2: Oh, no, no, they are on the verge of it. They're, I mean, the ratings are on the toilet, they got no money. Really? Oh, yeah. they're, they're
3: probably probably because they're spending it
2: all on Ninja Warrior. Do you ever see that stuff? Uh, no, every time I turn on uh, turn on G4, all I ever see is like Cops, Campus PD, uh, okay. or Cops. You and watch it. Ninja Warrior, but the, uh, I know, Mystic Moon tells me about it. What, like watch what, it. what I'm
3: talking about is where they're spending all the money. They're, yes. They're... They're literally building like a replica of the course, and like training Americans. And then to we send them over to Japan and try and beat the course. Yeah.
2: Now, speaking of shows, and I actually had an idea for this, and this kind of again, it's another organic thing that just kind of happened. Was um, you know the show Delius warrior, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Season well, three
3: is, is season three running started, right now? Episode
2: okay. one was George Washington against Napoleon Bonaparte.
3: Really? Yes. That's that's kind of interesting. I suppose
2: interesting. Apparently um, it was a five-on-five five match.
3: Oh, so he had like four like, lieutenants with him?
2: They each had... No, no, it was like, like five f- soldiers against five soldiers. You mean it wasn't actually George Washington and Napoleon in there? No. I, I, they, it was basically, from what I understand is, they're using you know, the various weapons their armies used and then like, one tactic each one was known for. And well, the one they the picked f- from Napoleon was, was a very obscure one that he never really used. I, I guess I would probably have to go with Napoleon. Yeah, except George Washington steamrolled. What? Yes. Bigger that army, no better sense. trained.
3: Yeah, that's because that, that, better technology. That was, that, that was a real army. Yes, we, were, we had torches and pitchforks.
2: Yes, strikes. he had shitty generals. Look, I like Washington. Don't get me no, wrong. No, he, he wasn't. The guy was solid. He was not a good military. No, no, man. he
3: was. He was okay. At
2: yes, that. his best, you know, attributes came off the field. Yeah. No, the, and there's no the question. Spy
3: network and other things like now, that.
2: Now, of course, granted, I'm sure they did this overlay just to engender comment and debate and everything else. Oh, uh,
3: obviously, yeah. However, yeah.
2: Scrub Puppy and I and a couple others really started getting the debate rolling and started hammering them back and forth about, you know, what would make a better show. You know what they didn't include, and it got to the point where it was. Then it came down to well, what would be a better analogy? How about Robert E. Lee against Napoleon?
3: That would now, be really. That really would good. be a match. That would be pretty good.
2: And it got to the point where we're going back and forth, and somebody said, I don't know why you guys are complaining about Deadliest Warrior. You just debated the entire show here much more entertainingly huh. and, and much more accurately. So I got to thinking, what if we were to do something like that, maybe like a, uh, an extra part of the show at the end of it. It would go an extra half hour where uh-huh. we'll take somebody, we'll take two guys from history or two games or two whatever, okay. and debate it based on that. Like a, instead of a Deadliest Warrior, we do it except in a radio version.
3: I think that'd be fun. I think it could be doable. We'd have to obviously bone up on stuff. Yes.
2: Well, and that wouldn't be hard. No. Most of the stuff is is stuff we already have a passing knowledge of. I just don't know how much of an interest our listeners would have on it, because it is basically, it's a history lecture with an attitude. Oh, I don't know. I
3: I, I remember the one time we got off on a huge tangent on the Byzantine Empire, and people seemed to find it interesting. I think they probably found it more interesting that we were debating it rather than the actual actual substance of the debate. I think it could work. It okay. still blows my mind that the, the
2: colonials rolled the French yes. army. Uh, I know. Again, better technology, uh, yeah. better generals. Better training. 26 marshals. Better better training. Yeah. We're talking about a guy who conquered all of Europe, all of it, versus a guy who was barely able to hang out against the British with a, an army that deserted more than it fought. Right. Man, I'm just saying. Right. I know it's our guys. Yeah, I know. Still. He's the father of the country, but still... Okay. Spay to spay. All right, folks. Well, let's do the Super Video Game of the Week, and then we'll take a break. Uh, then we'll come back, and we'll do everything else for the end of the show. Once again, kind of running. I got so much to get to. I still want to do that uh, Chinese story.
3: From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're you're definitely gonna want that after. Uh, okay, got it. After, after we go through all this, so
2: you're gonna have to let me know. Uh... Well, just okay, uh, you'll we'll after, after, after hey, we play you. the thing, you'll
3: you'll want to play. Got it. Trust me. Okay, here we go. Demon World Dark Armies was a 2002 real-time strategy game based on a German fantasy-themed tabletop strategy game called Demon World, which is reminiscent of Game Workshop's better-known game Warhammer. Now, while developing a PC strategy game based on a tabletop miniatures game isn't a bad idea. A lot of them can take a long time to set up and play, and most of them have interesting stories and characters that can be fleshed out. Demon World manages to be a real monstrosity true to its name. It starts before even you start playing the game, when you realize that the publisher didn't even get the title of the game right. (laughs) The box and CD case call it Demon World Dark Armies. The game calls it Demon World 2 Dark Armies. And the introduction cinematic splashes the name in a half-English, half-German hybrid called Demon World 2, Dunkel Armin. Really, we should stop right there, because if you can't even get the damn name of your game right, how the hell is anyone going to take you seriously? Actually, it doesn't matter what you want to call it, because after a short while, you won't even care what the name is. In fact, it seems as if even your computer will try to forget it's installed, because every time you insert the CD, it'll try and (laughs) reinstall the game. Demon World includes a campaign, single scenario missions, and a multiplayer mode, The storyline of the campaign is an absolute atrocity. It gives the impression that the localization team decided to hand this one off to Jim Bob from the cafeteria and only gave him about a week to knock it out. You literally have no idea what's going on. A narrator tries to tell some sweeping epic story that seems to pick up out of nowhere. Perhaps if the introduction had been, oh, I don't know, translated into English, you'd have some background to work with. The missions have varied objectives, including large scale battles, covert action, and defending walled cities. Unfortunately, most of the time, you won't have a clue as to what exactly the objective is because the mission descriptions are written so badly, they must have been written by someone who apparently took one year of English in their German high school, tossed back a few cold ones before translating, and then said, ah, fuck it. <laughs> In the end, it doesn't matter because even the computer can't seem to figure it out either. I am not joking when I tell you that you can win some missions by not issuing a single order to your troops. Perhaps the developers took heart the Chinese proverb of action through inaction, but probably they were just drooling retards. How the multiplayer mode works was anyone's guess because Demon World servers apparently were never online to play on. No shit. No. Now follow me on all of this. When you issue an order to a unit, it's automatically deselected. If you want to tell it to do something, you have to select it again and repeat. If you think hotkeys will solve the problem, selecting a unit using a hotkey will automatically center your view on the unit. You then need to scroll to the position on the map where you want it to go. Right-clicking the mouse will cycle through the available commands for a selected unit. It gets frustrating because right-clicking also brings up the special commands menu when a unit is not selected. If you want to cast a spell, you have to make sure nothing is selected. But if you want to move the mage, you have to select it, then right-click until the boot icon shows up. Sound confusing? Good, because now you have a sense of what's easily the worst control scheme in the history of anything. Unsurprisingly, the game's artificial intelligence is filled with problems as well. Pathfinding is ridiculous. Units stop in their tracks and get stuck on walls, seemingly at random. Sometimes your troops will briefly, subtly move at three times their normal <laughs> speed. <laughs> When fighting, half a unit will engage in combat, while the other half just stands there. The computer often will not move its units, even if you're pummeling them with artillery fire. The graphics in Demon World Dark Armies are completely inexcusable for their day and age as well. Explosions are a joke, and spell effects are lackluster. Even the fog-of-war effect has serious problems. Sometimes it'll act like it does in a typical real-time strategy game, where you can clear the blackness from the map, but areas will gray out when you don't have units there. Other times, the blackness is restored after you move out of an area. And the strangest of all is when you can still see enemy movements through the fog of war. It's completely random. And all three of these possibilities can all occur in the same mission. Demon World sucks demon balls. There's no other way to say it. Demon World. Dark armies. It's German for fuck you game. (laughs) Another stupid moment. (laughs) In video game <laughs> history. <laughs> oh,
0: the Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared. Oh, the Germans. Uh-oh, the Germans stop are it. coming to get me. Oh, oh don't let the Germans come after me. Please, please stop oh, it pretending no, you're the Germans scared, Germans. Oh no, they're so big and stop strong. It. Stop oh, oh, pretending you're Germans. scared of us, no, Stop oh. it.
2: Sherman <laughs> for fucking nice. I like that. <laughs> what the fuck? Best game ever. <clears throat> All right. The Ricardo Volo Keeper. Uh, just, uh, Emp, Shui, Huangdi, or Dai. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming he's referring to one of my characters in game. All right. So just, I think of, uh, this is referring to our um, our uh, uh, Delius Word type thing. Oh, Huangdi okay. Is Empress, the Shu Emperor versus the Wu Emperor, I think is what he's. Oh, Except It's okay. not she, it's Shu, you twit. Um, and if you want to read how that happens, I mean, that's already happened. All right. Uh, it says, as long as I, I think as long as it was done sparingly, it could be interesting, but history lessons every week might wear thin. Well, I was supposed thinking of having something outside of the show itself, maybe an after the show goes off the air, then emperor's we do court, it
1: after hours.
2: Yeah. Kind of like that. I wouldn't yeah. make it part of the emperor's court. Jesus Christ, folks, we got enough going on <laughs> as it is. It's already 20 after eight. I'm telling you right now, there's stuff we're not going to get to because no, we don't have no. the time. And unfortunately, I can't stay online late tonight because I've got stuff to do for the uh, trip up and coming. So there you go. All right. We're going to take a brief brief break. We'll come back, wrap this thing up. We have the quickening yet to come. Yeah. Uh, Uh, You
3: know, the quickening is really long. Let's just skip forbidden knowledge. Okay. I'll save it for next. Uh,
2: Okay. We'll do that. All right. um, We'll do that. We'll skip forbidden knowledge, do the quickening, come back, and we'll wrap it up here, folks. We've got a couple more topics to get to keep it here
0: offended have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now parental discretion is advised you are listening to the emperor's court here on vtw productions get down on your knees i know i would
2: And we're back here on The Emperor's Court on Verse World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm your host, The Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. Uh, we have to do the Facebook face-off to join the Iron Friends, because here at The Emperor's Court, you got to want to be a member of The Emperor's Court friend. Fan, you got to want it whatever. bad. Yeah. It's not going to be given to you. Oh, no. I just don't want 200 random friends I don't know. I want 200 random friends that want to be my random friend. <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking for, I've got a specific song that worked just great for this. Unfortunately, because it only had my editing software, I couldn't put together a sounder uh. that uh, Mr. Women and I were going to make, and I'm trying to find it, and I've got the perfect one. Uh, you know Star Trek, right? The original Star Trek? Oh, yeah. You know, the uh, what, the famous scene, or the famous Oh, the uh,
3: Kirk and Spock battle? Like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've got <laughs> that. I just, I don't know what the hell I did with it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember what the title of it is. I, I it
3: don't remember. I, yes. I don't know what you titled it either. I'm sure it has like I an actual tell, name. Right, I'm sure I, it does, but I couldn't but, tell you what it
2: is. Um, it wouldn't Alec, be under S for Star Trek." No, I checked. Alexander Courage, oh, yeah. the one that did it. I, just, I checked under his name. I didn't see it. I, mean, I, I would probably come across it just in random listening to my you know files, what have you. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, I'm just going to give it a quick run through to see if I can find it. Do you hear something? I thought no? I heard something. Okay. I
3: I heard someone walking upstairs.
2: If I can find something else that's uh, suitably appropriate. Because I actually have a lot of the type of music from when I used to do the uh, audios for 1G. I just don't know what the hell I did with all of them. We actually have a three-way dance tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Actually, that gaga stuff should be in my punishment music folder. Bear with me here, folks, as I continue to scroll through to see if I can find it. Yeah, the
3: last Starfighter music might work for that.
2: Mm. Well, that's really what I'm looking for.
3: No, not there either. Yeah, that's not, not that. It's
2: again, it's here. I know it's on the other computer too. I just probably entered a stupid, mm-hmm. weird name.
3: <clears throat> no, not there. Not there. Wah, wah, wah. Huh, no, I'm not seeing
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit.
3: Dead air. We're not both really. looking at stuff. No one knows what's well, going on. Well, that's one that
2: we could do is... We'll do that. All right.
3: Ah. That one will work, yeah.
2: Supposing it's actually going to load. Uh, da, da, da,
1: da, 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 da. Mm.
2: Okay, that's not what I meant to do hang on
3: that's not the one you meant to do
2: no I did it it's a little with the wrong program but a little with WinApp instead of
3: oh okay
2: salmon coders so hang on so
3: okay, I can't once, go once all I've the got yes
2: I know where it is all right stop your bitching I'm just got to find it oh, shut up I know where it is and there I do it. it's right there
1: okay
2: all right let's do that now or okay. do we want to or do we want to do the uh, Chinese story yeah, we, we already came this far so All right. So, the Facebook face-off. Here we go. We have three contenders tonight. We have Homer Alvarez, who very wisely decided to put a picture of his pit bull rather than his ugly face up there. So we can't vote on that. I'm going to go ahead and and pull out um, all three of the uh, uh, Facebook entries here. Let's see. Uh, This one, oh, that's Porta. Got it Looks like a weird. Again, he looks like a a evil, older, pedophilic friggin'. Where's the uh, Willy Wonka? And of course, Beefalo Brown, who's in for it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are your three profiles for you guys to go ahead and take a look at. Listen to the saber dance. Again, we have Beefalo Brown versus Porta versus. Let's see, what the hell is this other guy? (laughs) <laughs> he's apparently Oliver Vrez this is Almond Erickson are, yeah that's Porta and for, again he looks like an evil pedophilic Willy Wonka and the beefalo brown is the fat kid who's sitting in the dark hoping the shadows will cover his curves <laughs> and then of course we've got the other gentleman who's hiding behind his pit bull which is very well, pit bull puppy Homer Oliver let's see if there's any other photos there's uh, since any photos of this dude
3: Nah, it doesn't look like it.
2: Harlington High School, although it's kinda of funny the picture is actually a chick and he claims to be male. Just pointing that out. It's kinda of weird. Alright, so let's take a look and see what we got here. Porta. You could probably squeeze him next. Uh, Microsoft sued for the connect no, oh, really kidding. Maybe for next week. We don't want your fucking golden ticket. I don't want to be raped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looks like Beefalo in the early going has a couple of uh, votes for us. Nobody seems to be giving uh, Mister Alvarez any uh, any credence. He's got a puppy. Uh, Beefalo is in the lead. Porta gets extra points for the top hat. Uh, Will also approves of the top hat. Let's see. Porta wins. Top hat scores high. I have to vote for Porta as I am English and must favor a top hat. Alright, so people are backing up the pedo bear in the top hat versus uh Beefalo. Beefalo would go down in flames for the second week in a row, having been beaten up by Scrub Hubby last week. Beefalo even voted for Porta. Look. And Beefalo making comeback. Alright, it's time for some official voting, Highlander. All right. All right, starting now, vote for who you want. Anyways, folks, who do if you don't understand how this works, a couple weeks ago we started this. Or I just kind of made a random comment that we should have IRC vote on whether people should join us as Facebook friends. And two weeks later, now it's involved in this whole big showdown thing. So it's a three-way dance today. Whoever is not voted in remains on the uh, waiting list, the pending list, until next week when there is another showdown. I wonder, Highlander, if we should have like a Hall of Fame type of thing, where a type of rule, where if you're not voted in within four or five votes, you're cast out. I don't know. Let's right say, now it's tied five and five. Five and five, Beefalo to Porta. Sammy's a uh, amp. The puppy might not work with this crowd. Three more for the beefalo. One for Porta. Two more for the beefalo. Uh-oh. Looks like the hog's running away with it, buddy. I, I, it's a stampede I, for the beef. I think, yeah. It looks like we're going to have to give it to the human livestock here. I think so. I vote for the Willie the Rapist.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Would
2: you like to see my uh, Everlast and Gobstopper? <laughs> no matter how long you suck on it, it never gets smaller.
1: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh.
3: No,
2: I think uh, Beeflo's got it. So it looks like Beeflo wins this one in a stampede, as it were. So Beeflo Brown will get himself uh Wait a minute, how come there's two Beeflos in here? There's Beeflo and there's Beeflo Brown.
3: Someone just changed their name to b Beeflo oh, entered the server. Yeah, so. so somebody left and somebody came in. As, as all right, B-Flo.
2: so flow Brown, congratulations! Yeah. You have somehow survived to join the Iron Friends list. I'm so disappointed. To join the Emperor Squad. Who are you voting for?
3: Oh, I was. All, I was voting for uh, the Pitbull. Obviously, the Pitbull, or yeah.
2: Omar Alvarez. I yeah. was too. I, only because just I have because, a couple that looks uh, exactly like that one. You know,
3: just because I, I wanted Beeflo Brown to. Uh, cry himself to sleep in his giant-ass pillow today.
2: <laughs> Mom, I can't get any friends. It's like that South Park episode. <laughs> I can't get any friends. So you have now been validated. Your existence has been validated by being a friend of mine and the Emperor's Court. Make sure to tell your friends at school starting this September. If you have, They any. will respect you. If you have those no friends, this will be a way to get them. Where is the badge of honor, Beefalo? Congratulations. Don't you dare you wait! I won't to, give a shit about you. Lord anymore. knows
3: you have plenty of room to put the bed. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, so I, we got to get a sounder made for this thing. Although I do like the saber dance, I thought that was kind of funny.
3: Yeah, that, that, that's 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 not too bad.
2: Maybe we'll maybe we'll keep that one. So, all right. So there is the uh, Iron Friends. Join uh, Beefalo has survived the Facebook Face Off. Okay, uh let's get to this one. I've been we've got oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine topics yet to get Jeez. to. Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll get to this one too. I like that one. Where is it? Here it is. I fraud. Entire Apple stores being faked in China. I saw this one earlier in the week and I jaw dropped. I know. And I think nonetheless sent me this one too. Uh I'll read this one. You can take the other one. Okay. This was from yahoo.com. <clears throat> Beijing. It took almost exactly it looked almost exactly like a sleek Apple store sales assistants in blue t-shirts with the company's logo chat with customers signs advertising the iPad 2 hang on the white walls outside the famous logo sits next to the words Apple store. One of the few clues that the whole thing is a fake China long known for producing counterfeit consumer gadgets, software and branding clothing has reached a new piracy milestone, fake Apple stores. An American who lives in Kunming in southern Yunnan province said Thursday that she and her husband stumbled on three shops. By the way, I saw an article today on Uh Fox. There's five. There's five. In this one area. Wow. They can only shut down. However, China is only shutting down three of them. Okay. Because the other two are selling actual Apple product. They're not Apple stores. They're not licensed stores. But they're selling legitimate Apple product, so they're not going to close them. Interesting. Can you believe that? Anyways. Uh, she noticed that these three three stores were masquerading as bona fide Apple stores. She took photos and posted them on her Bird Abroad blog. The 27-year-old blogger, who spoke on condition of anonymity, said the setup of the stores was so convincing that the employees themselves believed they were working for Apple. Quote, it had the classic Apple store winding staircase and weird upstairs sitting area. The employees were even wearing those blue t-shirts with a chunky Apple name, uh, tags around their necks but some things were just not right the stairs were poorly made the walls hadn't been painted properly apple never writes apple stores on its sign it just puts up the glowing iconic fruit a worker at the fake apple store on zhengyi road in kunming which most of the photos of the bird Abor- abroad blog show told the associate press that they are an apple store before hanging up but the three stores are not among the authorized resellers listed on apple Incorporated's website. The maker of the iPhone and other uh, hit gadgets has four company stores in China, two in Beijing and two in Shanghai, and various official resellers. Amy Bessette, a uh, spokeswoman for the Cupertino, California-based company, said it had no comment on the Chinese stores, but pointed to a web page on Apple's Chinese site that listed as authorized resellers. The manager of an authorized reseller in Kunming, who gave only a surname of Zhang, said most customers had no idea the stores were fake. Some of the staff in the stores can't even operate computers properly or tell you all the functions of the mobile phone, he said. There are more and more of these fake stores in Kunming. Although they may sell real Apple products, some of those products are not imported through legal means. Ah, so they're falling off the back of the uh, wagons, such as it is. The proliferation of the fake stores underlines a slow progress. Okay, you say slow, I say non-existent. Progress The Chinese government is making countering a culture of rampant piracy, and widespread production of bogus goods that is a major irritant in relations with trading partners. China's Commerce Minister uh, promised American executives earlier this year that the latest of several crackdowns on product piracy would deliver lasting results. China's official Xinhu News Agency reported this month that police arrested more than 9,000 suspects and a nine-month anti-piracy campaign has shut down more than 12,000 factories. So, you have 9,000 suspects for 12,000 factories. Man, those people are productive. <laughs> they produce counterfeit goods. China's Supreme Court said, that, uh, said this spring that the nation's judicial system rendered verdicts last year in more than 40,000 intellectual property cases involving property with a combined value of almost 8 billion yuan, or 1, 1.2 1. 2 billion American. Apple this week said that China was very key to its record earnings and revenue in the quarter that ended in June. And it just goes on to say a bunch of shit nobody cares about. But it is amazing to me that they're now store. not only selling product, an entire goddamn store. That's Even crazy. the employees are fake. <laughs> and
3: the employees think they're really working for yeah. Apple. Yeah. I, I, that blows my mind that they would go that far.
2: Of course, it never occurred to either any of them to ask, well, that's kind of weird. We work for Apple, but they won't show us how to use the stuff we're selling? <laughs> what? says, guys who try to complain in China get arrested for false claims. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's not surprising. Uh, this one from Porto. Obviously a mistake going for the empty vote with your crowd. Empathy vote, I see. I don't really say that's an empathy vote. No. I mean, he's fat and ugly, but he won, so he's better than you. That's oh! Emp, I'll work on a sounder tonight. Thank you, Rex. I've already got one in mind, though. I appreciate it. You might
3: it. want to work on a sounder while you're yes. At
2: it. Yes, sounder... T- it's not just Apple that suffers over there. Microsoft, Chief, China, Prior Look, everybody does. Everybody suffers. does, yeah. And this is nothing new. This has been going on for a couple of decades, folks. Ever since the United States, and then followed the rest of the, you know, the developed world, moved all of our factories over there. And I remember seeing it, and this is years ago, about Callaway. For every one legitimate Callaway that is produced in a Chinese factory, uh-huh. six to eight fakes are made. Wow. Six to eight? Six to eight. Whew.
3: It's crap. Porto is going to bring a razor to his bath after the show.
2: Remember to go. Uh, what is it? With the grain, yes. not against. Yes. We wouldn't mind you making that mistake again. If you're going to do something, do it right. Right. One and done, buddy. Yeah. Porto's gone, folks. <laughs> Your children can now eat their chocolate bars in peace. <laughs> Be a real emo. <laughs> The computer sales are about equal in China and the U.S. Uh, Maybe, but I'm guessing the majority of the stuff we buy is from the company we bought it from. Right. Microsoft makes 5% of what they make in the U.S. and China, though. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's like Blizzard. I got news for you. Blizzard pulls shit out of China for World of Warcraft. They don't get anything like they do anywhere else. Really? Well, that's because in China they don't buy the game. They pay for the amount of time they play. Oh, okay. So... And the thing is, if I remember correctly, and I believe it's still in play, China has rules in place, laws, that you're only allowed to play X amount of hours of World of Warcraft. Or games like that. It's only like three hours a day. Oh, wow. At most, or something okay. like that. Because they're afraid of games taking over their culture and ruining it, because it's such a stellar culture right now. You know.
1: Hmm.
2: Let's see. Uh, the other one I wanted to do is... I actually kind of like that one, too. Uh, let's do this one.
3: Okay. All right, these are all uh, Australian From AussieGamer.com. Yes. Five stories that prove video game industry ignorance in the media. Video games are a great way to kill time or zombies while having a lot of fun. But if you're a regular reader of newspapers and watcher of news programs, you would probably be thinking that video games come from the bowels of Satan himself and are hell-bent on killing babies and making kitty litter out of ground-up kittens, just for the digesting irony. This is, of course, utter nonsense, and because it never seems to end, we thought we should come up with a list of the most blatant piles of tribe that have ever come out of the mainstream media about video games. We picked our top five, but as any gamer will tell you, there are many, many more. A Current Affair goes to E3 2010. Kicking off our list is none other than A Current Affair, the Australian daily daily tabloid program. That seems to get off on ignorance and hyperbole.
2: I assume this is the spin-off, the the Australian version of the one that originated here? Uh, I don't know.
3: It might be. I'm not sure. Uh, In 2010, Channel 9 spent thousands of dollars to send reporter Brady Halls halfway across the world to chronicle the launch of the Xbox 360. I guess they realized how late they were, just about four years. So what we got was a middle-aged man wandering aimlessly around the E3 showroom floor, pointing out how old he is while not actually showing anything new or any gameplay footage at all. At one point, he stereotypes gamers, showing an image of a well-fooded man, that's a nice way to put it, and saying that everyone at the show looked alike. But the pinnacle of this video has to be when Halls manages to wander up to a random gamer who happens to be Australian and badges him on video game violence. Uh, we don't have to watch the video because you're not going to hear it anyway. Today Tonight goes to E3 2011. This one almost didn't make our list until we saw about halfway in the apparent disregard Today Tonight, which is Australia's Channel 7 version of the above-mentioned occurring affair has for the video game industry. It starts off okay, guy goes to LA, guy looks at the Wii U, then guy says the Wii U looks like, is an, is like an iPad for gamers. I'm sure there's more than one type of fanboy, you can find a few things wrong with that statement, followed by his assertion that Nintendo had officially launched the console and that it won't be available in Australia until next year. Oh boy. Asher Moses confuses gaming with child porn. <laughs> It's not just television that gets it oh so wrong in the name of sensationalism. Sydney Morning Herald technology journalist Asher Moses ran into hot water when he published a story called Nintendo Child Porn Game PG in Australia. He was referring to Dead or Alive Dimensions, which was rated PG, despite getting an M rating in other regions. Moses contacted Minister of Home Affairs Brandon O'Connor, who replied to his email, quote, The material in this game is clearly not appropriate to be played by children. This led Moses to assume that the game was banned since it was removed from shelves in the same week. A week later, the game was back on sale, this time with an M rating. So why was the game taken off and reclassified? The original distributor of the game failed to mention that the players can download costumes and use other features online, thus changing the game in a way that may exceed its PG rating. No child porn, no refusal of classification, just someone's failure to cross the T's and dot the I's. Sydney Morning Herald slams online gaming. This is an interesting one that sounds concerning on the surface, but the ignorance shines as strong as the sun throughout the entire piece. Sydney Morning Herald ran a story about hate speech in online video (laughs) games. Okay, fair enough. When you boot up your call of duty, you usually do hear someone on the other end spewing moronic insults of various consistency. Quote, one gamer told an opponent that he presumed to be Jewish that he wished Hitler had succeeded in his mission. Many exchanges involve talk of rape or exult over the atomic bombing of
2: Japan.
1: There are really? there are frequent okay. slurs right.
3: on homosexuals, Asians, Hispanics, and women. The story. Wait begins. a
2: minute! I'm sorry. Is the Australians are ragging on Hispanics?
3: Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. But what gamer? What started the name calling? Why didn't the party get insulted? Simply turn off his microphone or mute his opponent, or perhaps a more pressing question: Where were the parents? Of course, anyone who has ever played these type of games know that it's usually some 12-year-old kids shouting the insults in the middle of the match. But no, the article doesn't look for any of these answers, nor does it even ask them. Instead, we get a large page explaining why video games are bad for society. Absent is the fact that parental controls can be set, microphones muted, sound turned down, or game turned off. No, games aren't bad. It's on the news, so it must be true. And finally, the sun gets taken seriously for once. No one knows why. When it comes to stupid tabloids, the UK's The Sun is about as stupid as they get. Everyone knows that the stories in those pages are 99% crap, 1% paid ads. So why is it that when a video game story is run, it makes worldwide headlines? When the Nintendo 3DS launched, The Sun thought it prudent to sit on the console's celebration and run a story about headaches, crossed eyes, and brain deformities after, <laughs> after minutes of playing the game. The editor hired the thickest-looking boob they could come across and photographed him cross-eyed, trying to sell the idea that the the Nintendo 3DS was doing this guy more harm than good. They also stated that people were refunding the console in droves due to sickness. Hundreds of media outlets picked up the story and posted it as unquestioned fact all over the world. But it wasn't long for gaming sites to contact retailers and Nintendo themselves to ask about actual figures. GameStop revealed that the number of consoles returned in the UK in the first few days due to health reasons was not in the thousands as the Sun reported, but was in fact two. Just two. This ends our little feature, which has hopefully opened some people's minds when it comes to video gaming news and how it's reported in the media. But we've only just begun to scratch the surface, and that's about all I have to say about that.
2: And this just reinforces what we said earlier about, you know the media not getting video games. They don't care. They don't right. want to. No. It's better to have this sensationalistic bullshit. To do Absolutely. it this way. yes. That, that, people, that's what yeah. sells newspapers and what sells things. They make people tongue-punch other people's mother's fart boxes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was waiting to see how if that would get worked in there, but apparently it did. Uh, I have to warn you, this one is kind of long. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, then we'll have to try. I'll try and... Uh, Speed it up a little bit. Okay. All right. This is from Ranker.com. The seven glaring reasons why Mario is a dick. It's kind of funny. So, number one, he abandons his friends. With the absolute reckless abandon, Mario constantly throws his friends under the bus. The biggest, most shining example, other than not giving Toad any credit, is how he treats Yoshi. Yoshi is easily one of the most altruistic, selfless, and heroic characters in video game history. He and his people hatched out of eggs and, from birth, decide to help out a plumber hired to save the people of their kingdom. The dinosaurs of the Yoshi clan eat certain enemies of evildoers. They get the, the power to fly or spit fire. This is an amazing skill and a wondrous giving animal that uh, should be treasured, preserved and kept safe, fed well and treated like a king. Instead, Mario treats something like the most of us do our laundry pennies. The attached video shows the perfect example. Now, I do know that um, it's kind of funny because when you're running around as Yoshi, sometimes yeah. it looks like you're punching him in the back of the head to kind of stick his tongue out <laughs> to eat things. That's kind of funny. So there's that. Also, why the hell does he bring Luigi on the journeys and not Toad? Nepotism, that's fucking why. Toad did better than Buttershoe's Luigi in Super Mario Brothers 2. I disagree. Toad always beats him to the castle. Always. If Toad's prior knowledge of not only the princess's location, but was able to get to that part of the castle before Mario, then why the hell do we even need Mario? Toad's stealth skills could save the princess and all would be well. Mario just kills everything and is much more of a blunt object. If this is the case, then you have to really admit that Mario is the Superman of the Mushroom Kingdom. That's probably why he's seen flipping Mario off, too, because they only beat him to it, but he refuses to help because Mario doesn't acknowledge him. And it's like a, a close-up of... of <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does look like It does, him doesn't it?
2: Number two, he tries to kill a baby gorilla for save, trying to save his own father. This is
3: something we talked about earlier. Yeah,
2: this basically goes on about how he... Kill his Donkey Kong because he's trying to, you know, rescue his girlfriend. Number three, invites his friends' enemies to his parties. <laughs> the Mario Party 1 through 8 are, pretty, uh, are party games made for two or more players that involve Mario inviting all his friends over to play party games. This seems simple enough, and these games are actually kind of cool, a uh, thing to do with your friends. It's like Mario and his friends' game night. There are also as a barrage of characters you can't usually play as, uh, like Luigi, as discussed earlier in this Peach, I remember his Toadstool and Toad. And you can also play as characters like Bowser, Boo, Shy Guy, Hammer Brothers, and more. Wait, what, really? Mario invites those guys to their game night? He invites people who have not only hurt, kidnapped, and tried to kill the other partygoers, but people who are essentially known terrorists? It's not only a huge dick move, but it goes to show just how insensitive Mario really is. He's a self-serving, egotistical sociopath for inviting all those people to the same party. Also, what kind of dick stays friends with these guys? It's not like they went to jail together. He's the one who brings them the justice. What's he even doing taking to ha- or talking to these people. Fuck Mario for this. Number four makes his brother come with him to save his girlfriend. <laughs> have you ever had an errand you needed to run, a really important life or death errand that you had to deal with uh, that you were not only responsible for but would endanger other people's lives? Mario has. He does all the time for some reason, most likely because of his high maintenance girlfriend. And when he does, he brings his brother and treats him like a second class citizen the entire time. You know all those power-ups that make a person stronger, more powerful, and then increase their ability to survive the life-or-death situations that are scattered around the Mushroom Kingdom? Mario gets first dibs. Not once has Luigi ever been given the player one spot. Only in his own games. That's like basically saying that, sure, your brother never gets served first at dinner at your house, but he always eats first when he's alone. (laughs) And to top it all off, at the end of the day, Luigi doesn't even get to reap the fruits of their labor. Mario gets a kiss, Luigi never gets a thank you. So not only is Luigi being dragged along for something that shouldn't even be his problem, he's being dragged along for a thankless, life-threatening deed. Luigi, therefore, is the greatest hero of the Mario franchise. Also, when have you ever seen Princess Peach thank Luigi? Exactly. She's a sea bag, too. (laughs) Number five, he uses his fist to communicate. Even when he was practicing medicine, technically unlicensed, I mean, did you see him get to the medical uh, medical school? Mario's always been at, uh, as has been already been discussed, a blunt force. His bedside manner considered uh, consists pretty much of throwing pills at you. Literally, that's all he did. Worst doctor, worst doctor ever. Thank you for rescuing. I say Mario meets Yoshi. Yoshi is really glad to see him. Thank you for rescuing me. I was on my way to rescue my friends. Bowser trapped me in this egg, is what Yoshi says to Mario. How does Mario respond to this? By jumping on his back, forcing him to overeat, by punching him in the back of the fucking throat, ditching him at every point he can, and by making him travel long distances as a pet. Yoshi introduces himself as an equal, and Mario uses him as a form of transportation. <laughs> this isn't heroism. It's borderline torture. And it's disrespectful uh, for the inhabitants of this land. He kills a whole bunch of dinosaurs before Yoshi hatches, too. There been, this could have been his relatives. All right, what else we got? Two more. All right, number six. He destroys the kingdom he was saved, hired to save. Mario exists for one purpose and for one purpose alone, to save the day. And he always accomplishes this task. But, again, like Superman, he accomplishes it by using brute force. So, like Superman, he leaves no building undemolished, no nearby weapon unused, and he sure as hell makes sure uh, that he's l- left a warpath. Other than destroying the kingdom that he's supposed to be saving, he's also pillaging every major government building he encounters due solely to the fact that someone he didn't like very much was just hanging out there. He turns a beautiful, life-filled castle into rubble. I mean, why demolish a building completely once a Koopaling or Bowser is defeated? Why? Aren't most people anywhere Mario goes kind of wandering around? It seems like most people are homeless. (laughs) Sure, they aren't the safest place for children, but with the lava and all but they would be better than living on the streets or the hot brick surfaces where it's always sunny. (laughs) What is this? Hang on. When he consumes their natural resources, mushrooms that turn him into giant stars that make him impervious to pain and or various suits he finds that give him superpowers, he also uses them to their fullest extent and doesn't save them or take them somewhere to be preserved and possibly reused. He just disposes of them like a dick. Number seven. He saves the princess, but never protects her. Most victims of any kind of assault, no matter how minor, if they have the right support systems, eventually seek out some form of protection or insurance to make sure that what happened to them doesn't happen again. Princess Peach isn't that smart. And I don't know. Maybe Mario trusts her more than he should, or maybe he just doesn't care. (laughs) But either way, this guy is being a complete negligent jerkwad by letting her get captured time and again. If it's really that dangerous in the Mushroom Kingdom with Bowser around, then why the hell doesn't they just, don't they just move out of the Mushroom Kingdom? With the amount of building demolishings, explosions, flying bombs, genetically engineered turtles, and terrorists running around, the Mushroom Kingdom seems like a worse place to live than Afghanistan. Either way, through his travels, Mario has encountered warp whistles, giant boots with, uh, which, that protect him and help him get around, suits that make him powerful, invincibility stars, the ability to spit fire, etc., and mostly mushrooms that make him a giant. Why doesn't he share any of this with the princess? If Mario bothered to just not just save her, which, as it turns out, is really quite the band solution when it comes to her, but to actually protect her, he would not only teach her how to fight better, but he'd arm her with the fucking weapons that have allowed him to save the day countless times. Not only that, but he's had the power to fly for years. Why the hell does he just do that all the time? it actually keep people in danger for less time and would just generally make the whole saving people more efficient. If Princess Peach could defend herself, we wouldn't have to deal with all the political turmoil in the Mushroom Kingdom. And most importantly, we wouldn't have to deal with Mario. Because fuck that guy, am I right? <laughs> 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 that was good, I like
1: that. <sighs>
2: well, sir, I think it's time for the quickening to wrap this whole thing up. All righty, sounds good. All Here we belong to
1: survive in the war
0: with the darkest power. You have the manners of a goat.
3: Alright, well, as always, if you have a question that you would like me to answer on the quickening, please email me at highlander1g at gmail.com. I will do my best to answer them. Here we go. Only two questions this time, but uh, as per last couple quickenings, I've decided to make them very long answers in order to compensate for
2: the small amount of questions. I'm surprised that I mean you used to get a shitload of questions. Now people just well, like sending. You well,
3: know, I've been on here spotty, you know, here yeah, and there, that's so true. that's that's probably why I haven't gotten a ton of them. So that's you no know, fair enough. So here we go. Question: I've heard on the show, I've heard on the show articles about a group called Anonymous. Who exactly are they? Well, Anonymous, in addition to being responsible for 85% of all Internet quotes ever cited, is the source of 91% of all Internet truth and justice and 32.33, repeating, of course, and your daily dosage of vitamin B. Anonymous is void of human restraints, such as pity or mercy. Those who perform reckless actions or oppose Anonymous will be eliminated. Failure is not tolerated. Enemies are to be dealt with swiftly and efficiently. Anonymous must work as one. Anonymous is everyone and no one. You are... I am. Everyone is. Anonymous is humanity when the gloves come off. Anonymous is legion and its deeds are legend. What most people do not see in Anonymous is that they do not go up against Scientology because of their ways, nor do Anonymous do anything else for a valid reason. Anonymous in itself is a free-joining, attention-seeking cult, as it may be referred to. They go up against Scientology so that they attract attention. More people join, they become more confident and repeat. Anonymous is the only immortal troll on the Internet, which means they will never be banned. Anonymous is infinity divided by zero. Anonymous is not a person, nor is it a group, movement, or cause. Anonymous is a collective of people with too much time on their hands, a commune of human thought and useless imagery, Uh a gathering of sheep, fools, assholes, and trolls. An anonymous collective, left to its own devices, quickly builds its own society out of rage and hate. Anonymous can be anyone from well-meaning college kids with highly idiosyncratic senses of humor, trying to save people from Scientology, to devious nihilistic hackers, to clever nerds, to 13-year-old boys who speak entirely in in-jokes on an endless quest for porn, to 16-year-old cam whores girls posting pictures of their B-Cops because they think they look good, to potential rapists browsing through MySpace and Facebook to find some 16-year-old girls <laughs> posing pictures of their B-Cops because they think they look good. Furries are not included among the ranks of Anonymous due to their supreme faggotry. For the same reason, all fur fags are destroyed within .666 seconds of facing the power of Anonymous. Anonymous is not so much unlike other web communities. It has in-jokes, cultures, extended debates, etc., just like everyone else. Well, anyone stupid enough to join a web community. The difference and the reason they visit other communities is that Anonymous has a need to be harassed by nannying moderators. They hate being denied late-night sleepovers. Here, there isn't anything to do that. Yet long and productive edit wars spring up at about the rate that you'd never tolerate elsewhere on topics you'd never believe. They have no leader, no pretentious douchebag president or a group thereof to set in stone what Anonymous is and is not about. This makes them impossible to control or organize. Not really a collective at all, more like a stampede of coked up lemmings. They don't dare to lead, but would rather break the bridge instead. And since it's all made out of Legos, fuck it. Starting as an in-joke itself, Anonymous is the name assigned to a poster who does not enter text in the name field on 4chan's image boards. Anonymous is not a single person, but rather represents the collective whole of the Internet, so to speak. As individuals, they can be intelligent, rational, emotional, and empathetic. As a mass, as a group, they're devoid of humanity and mercy. Never before in the history of humanity has there ever been such a morass, a terrible network of the peer pressure that forces people to become one and become evil. Welcome to the soulless mass of blunt immorality known only as the Internet. And, of course, the first rule of Anonymous is that you do not talk about Anonymous. Anonymous has no specific agenda, save doing it for the lulls. This is an agenda for those who are not Anonymous fail to find the sense in, and thus the enemies of Anonymous are numerous and diverse. A few include attention whores, bears, Bill O'Reilly, censorships, the CIA, copyrights, the FBI, Fox News, the FCC, the government, Google, GameStop, Jack Thompson, Moral Fags, Neocons, News Corp, Oprah Winfrey, Rednecks, the RIAA, Sarah Palin, Scientology, the Sea Org, Soldier Boy, Walmart, you, your mom, and everything and anything that isn't anonymous or a cat.
2: Canada. <sighs> exactly.
3: And finally, the last question of the quickening, what is the difference between the rules and the laws of the internet? There is a Well, there is no real set of rules or laws to the internet, only a standard four rules in which everyone agrees, 1, 2, 34, and 35, and some bullshit rules that came out of nowhere. The laws of the internet are more like scientific laws, which usually say something to the effect of, if X happens, then Y will occur. There have been countless renderings of the rules and laws, all of which have sucked balls in one way or another. Nonetheless, since all 13-year-old boys subconsciously crave supervision because their parents are physically and emotionally unavailable. Much like converts to Islam crave directions in a world gone mad after leaving the family hug box, the rules and laws of the Internet have become a virtual Internet Ten Commandments for them. Of course, as with all religions, when divine laws are left open to the interpretation by mere mortals, there will always be fucked zealots who insist on enforcing said laws with an iron fist. You have been warned. So here we go. The rules of the Internet. Rule number one, do not talk about B. Rule number two, do not... Talk about B. Number three, we are anonymous. Number four, anonymous is legion. Number five, anonymous never forgives. Number six, anonymous can be a horrible, senseless, uncaring monster. Number seven, anonymous is still able to deliver. Number eight, there are no real rules about posting. Number nine, there are no real rules about moderation either. Enjoy your ban. Number 10, if you enjoy any rival sites, don't. Number 11, all your carefully picked arguments can easily be ignored. Number twelve, anything you say can and will be used against you. Number thirteen, anything you can can be anything you say can be turned into something else. Fixed. Number three, there we go. Number fourteen, do not argue with trolls. It means that they win. Number fifteen, the harder you try, the harder you will fail. Number sixteen, if you fail in epic proportions, it just may become a winning failure. <laughs> Number seventeen, every win fails eventually. Number eighteen, everything that can be labeled can be hated. Number 19, the more you hate, the stronger it gets. Number 20, nothing is to be taken seriously. Number 21, original content is original only for a few seconds before getting old. Number 22, copy pasta is made to ruin every last bit of originality. Number 23, copy pasta is made <laughs> to ruin every last bit of originality. 24, every repost is always a repost of a repost. 25, relation to the original topic decreases with every single post. True. 26, any topic can be easily turned into something totally unrelated. 27, always question a person's sexual preferences without any real reason. Number 28, always question a person's gender, just in case it's really a man. Number 29, in the internet, all girls are men and all kids are undercover FBI agents. (laughs) Number 30, there are no girls on the internet. Number 31, tits or get the fuck out. choice is yours. 32, you must have pictures to prove your statements. 33, look more. It's never enough. Rule 34, there is porn of it. No exceptions. Rule 35, if no porn is found at the moment, it will be made. 36, there will always be even more fucked up shit than what you just saw. Number 37, you cannot divide by 0 just because the calculator says so. Number 38, no real limits of any kind apply here, not even the sky. Number 39, caps lock is cruise control for cool. <laughs> Number forty, even with cruise control, you still have to steer. Number forty one, desu isn't funny. Seriously, guys, it's worse than Chuck Norris jokes. Number forty two, nothing is sacred. Number forty three, the more beautiful and pure a thing it is, the more satisfying it is to corrupt. Number forty four, even one positive comment about Japanese things can make you a weeaboo. Number forty five, when one sees a lion must when one sees a lion, one must get into the car. <laughs> Number 46, there is always furry porn of it. And number 47, the pool is always closed. And now we will move on to the laws of the Internet. I've not taken the opportunity to put down every single law because we'd be here even longer. So here it is, a smattering of the scientific laws of the Internet, so to speak. Godwin's Law, the very first Internet law. As his message board thread grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Hitler increases. I like that one. Drew's Law. If Godwin's Law is ever mentioned, the thread discussion will lead to Hitler or Nazis. The inverse of Godwin's Law, which is also true. The Get Law. The closer a person gets to a significant post number in a 4chan image board, the more likely they are to fail. Unless it's quads, then you become a god. The Law of Exponential Loss. This law states that in any forum post, thread, chat, message, audio, video, any other media... The user, reader, video, etc. will lose the game when reminded of said game with no possibility of winning. By the way, you just lost. The Limp biscuit Principle. The simplest truths meet with the sternest resistance. For example, Limp Biscuit, the band of which the law is named, is often decried and lambasted across the internet, but at the same time they have sold millions and millions of records. This would not be possible if everyone was speaking the truth. <laughs> the Law of Australians. Anyone or anything slightly effeminate on the internet is a fag or was made by one. There are no exceptions to this rule. Furry's Law. In a debate, if you're a furry, you lose. There are no exceptions to this law. Fur fags are sit faggots who should be purged with fire. Connery's Law. The funny value of a fad is inversely proportional to the funny value of the joke that started the fad. Empirical Law. In any given discussion about anything between two people that are British and American, as the thread gets longer, the probability of the British person making the American fail due to superior language skills increases. This law is always true unless a Frenchman gets involved. (laughs) Comic law. In any given discussion about comic books, as the thread gets longer, the probability of the discussion degenerating into a flame war over Batman versus Superman increases. Bannon's law. Bannon's law states that for any given internet user, his internet reputation is inversely proportional to his in-real-life reputation. <laughs> Craig's exception. Crade's exception to Bannon's law states that while having high internet reputation implies having low in-real-life reputation, having low in-real-life reputation does not necessarily imply having high internet reputation. The YCTAT law, you cannot troll a troll. Although not written in stone, when teenagers attempt to fight experienced trolls, they often forget this. I'm good at that. The ATCTAT exception. If a troll is of enough experience, he can, in theory, troll another troll. The Facebook friends corollary. The Facebook friends corollary can be derived from Bannon's law. It states that the length of your Facebook friends list is inversely proportional to the amount of in-real-life friends you have. See? Fake friends. Exactly. Banbot's theory. Banbot's hypothesis. In any flame war, argument, or discussion online, it is important to have an entirely irrelevant tangent. This enables the thread to be completely derailed, allowing for unexpected drama and or lulls. Tangential discussions are very popular with trolls who find it amusing to destroy any possibility of a conversation making any progress before reaching a satisfying conclusion. Samdi's Law. In any discussion among animal activists, vegans, vegetarians, regarding their lifestyle choices and or beliefs, someone will inevitably bring up PETA, the person who brings up PETA or attempts to use PETA as a legitimate source automatically loses the debate. Once Samdi's Law is called, the discussion is dead. Sturgeon's Law 90% of everything is crap. I'd say it takes you higher than that. This fundamental law of the universe was discovered by science fiction author Theodore Sturgeon. The law applies to everything, both online and in real life. However, most agree that Sturgeon was lowballing it when it comes See? to people. Hamel's Law The quality of the fanfiction in any given fandom is equal to the negative of the square of the absolute value of the quality of the fandom's canon, or in mathematical terms, X equals the negative of the absolute value of Y squared. Therefore, both good and bad canons will have far worse fanfictions. Thusly from this, we can conclude that all fanfiction is bad. (laughs) Seven's Law. As any discussion pertaining to MMORPGs grows longer, the probability of a comparison to World of Warcraft increases. When this law is invoked, the person who made the comparison automatically loses the conversation. The only exception to this rule is known as the wow exception, which states that if the user is speaking in a wow forum or in the game itself, the rule does not apply. Hungry and Hollow's Law. Hungry and Hollow's Law states that for every additional day a person on the Internet does not post pictures of themselves after asked, the probability that they are fat and are hit as the ugly increases. <laughs> The inverse to this law states, for every picture of themselves on the internet, totaling more than five, the probability that they are a whore increases. <laughs> Bunker's Law. A satirist's popularity is inversely proportional to the percentage of people that understand him. This is based on the observations of Carol O'Connor, known as famed Archie bigot Bunker. Archie Bunker on the American television show All in the Family. Towards the final days of playing his Archie character, racists and homophobes would actually walk up to him on the street... And thank him for standing up for what they believe in. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. That's kind of sad. I thought it was very funny. Banhammer theorem. As a thread grows longer, the probability of someone receiving the banhammer increases. How many more of these are there? Uh, we're almost there.
1: Damn.
3: There's, 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 you should see the ones I left out. There's more than I left out. The dartboard corollary. In addition to the banhammer theorem, which states that as a thread grows longer, the possibility of someone being banned without any reason whatsoever increases. Arkel's law. The more people who enjoy a user's trolling, the less chance he has of getting banned. Cryos' effect. In addition to Arkel's Law, if said user is banned by a moderator, rebellion will take place. Hmm. The, lower the, chance, the lower the chance the user has of getting banned, the higher amount of hate will be conjured to this moderator. The Law of fur faggotry and naruto tardation. On any given art site, such as DeviantArt, the page of most popular art will contain at least one Naruto or one furry piece of art. This is raised exponentially by factors such as location, disposition, and demographics. The law of docs shock. The more a person guards their identity, the more they will react with shock when it is revealed. The law dictates that responses range from the standard, those aren't mine, to, oh shit, what the fuck have you done? Law of the post count. (laughs) The likelihood of a poster being moderated, regardless of the merits or otherwise of their post, is inversely proportional to their relative post count. The law also states that the truth of any post is directly proportional to the post count of its creator. Burke's law. The amount of butt hurt is directly related to the exposure of negative traits. The more a person's secret's life is exposed to where their family may find it, the more likely he is to delete fucking everything and the amount of drama is increased exponentially when one's personal documents can be procured and the secrets of said person revealed to his family members by way of civic minded, socially responsible individuals, like Anonymous. Zero's Law. Zero's Law states that the amount of leet speak a person uses on the internet is inversely proportional to the person's in real life intelligence. For example, anyone who calls himself a leet hacksaw is clearly a fucktard and it is your responsibility to stone and beat the offender to death. <laughs> The Tiger wood effect: If a person has been wrong or stupid even once on a certain forum, users of that forum will disagree with or mock anything that person says in the future, even if it's correct I've and true. I've seen
2: that. I've seen that myself. I, I believe it.
3: The Law of Grace Sanders or Saunders: If you whine enough, even the most peaceful of people will become brutal, vicious trolls to you. Cornell's Law. If there is one side to an argument, there will always be those who oppose the idea, no matter how conclusively proven to the former, or irrationally fail the latter. See creationists, Christians, and conservatives. Vetter's Law. The more proof, facts, evidence, or examples you provide, the more likely someone is
2: to deny those facts. Yes, I've seen that too. If
3: it will benefit them in the short term. And finally, the final rule, final law, the law of Alex the Droog, it is better to choose to be bad than to be forced to be good. So there you have it. Jesus Christ. I Maybe mean, the longest.
2: Uh, I think the World of Warcraft one is still longer. Whew. Is there anybody left in IRC? <laughs> There's a lot less than there was, I noticed. <laughs> well. wow. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap the show up. Fantastic. Yes.
3: So, Emp, what did we learn? I again. learned
2: all the laws and rules of
3: the internet. There you go. Uh, we learned that uh, Mario is a, not only a dick, but he's like the biggest villain in history.
2: I learned that China is apparently now faking entire Apple stores.
3: Oh, uh, what, what else did we learn?
2: Good lord, now I forget. I learned I'm going on vacation. I'm actually on vacation as of right now. Fantastic. What other articles have we talked about? I learned that there will be a show this weekend. For the Empress Court so don't miss it
3: oh I learned about uh, some of the different backstories of various games I didn't yes, know that had been. I didn't know had them right
2: uh, I learned that apparently Hollywood thinks it's a good idea for actors to be a part of video games for Comic Con right I, th- I think that's it I think we got it so there you have it alright ladies and gentlemen I want to thank uh, none Left, our IRC bitch and show contributor for putting together a show you're going to hear this weekend As well as contributing as many of the articles tonight I want to thank Sakani for sending in a couple uh, Let's see, I want to thank Wives no for posting our Podcasts When I actually get them mixed up and put up For him to place, appreciate that I want to thank you to Lister for tuning in If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be uh, doing this, so thank you I want to thank our one sole sponsor The Audio Audible Books Hooray for them. Hooray for them. Uh, I want to thank the, uh, a quick shout out to Legal Tender whose birthday is tomorrow. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to the Council Fag Legal Tender. Uh, don't forget if you want to join us on World of Warcraft, we are on the Coil Fang server, US side. Join us, clan1g.net, home of the Clan Imperial Guard. Imperial Guard. Check us out. Always looking for more players. Uh, we are also looking for writers for the Ampers Court newsletter. Please sign up for it. At VTWProductions.com, under the show tab to the right. Subscribe for the newsletter. We are looking for writers. If you think you can do that, write one article on a weekly basis. Send a 500-page sample article to emperor1g at cox.net for me to read. Now it's you just say 500-page 500, 500 words. sorry. Wow. That's, a That's hardcore. It's just like the Jeez. Facebook. You want it. you got to want it. <laughs> so a 500-word article sent to emperor1g at cox.net. Uh, A big fuck you to Varyar for not being here tonight because he has something else going on. Um, Clearly not as important as this.
3: Oh, hey, if you want to go to uh, my uh, bid page for Facebook, uh, go ahead and friend, look up Orlando in 2015 and uh, go ahead and friend it. That'd be cool. Find out more about the bid and, of course, go to Orlando dot 2015org to learn more about uh, the future winning bid of the 2015 world science fiction convention
2: i also learned that apparently minecraft has battleground servers too i remember Uh, oh that's right yeah they're going to put up the uh, forts in a ctf type battleground also thanks to uh shriggs who and his minions have been putting up actually two no installments of the uh balance break which is the emperor's court comic book that's running still not impressed because i'm not in yes i know that which is why I like it. (laughs) All right, folks, I think that's pretty much everything. I will see you in two weeks' time, but don't forget there will be a show this weekend. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long, everybody.